Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Spontaneously combusted. Well, I am sorry. Oh, it's quite all right. I've grown tired of living. And hailing from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Sandro. And the showdown begins right now. All right, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown's presentation of Bound for Glory 2013, the final live pay-per-view for TNA for this year. Uh, Some interesting matches tonight. An interesting pre-show that has me fucking pissed off. I am the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella, but I'm not doing this gig alone. I have my tag team partners from the whole indie show with me, Sandro and Ashley. Boys, how's it going tonight? Everything's going pretty good, and uh, I'll tell you what, this pay-per-view is uh, it's uh, kind of interesting, I'll say that, so we'll see what's going to happen tonight. It's, it's something. Uh, it's somewhere between everything and nothing. It's something. <laughs> well, I mean, the, if, you don't, if you guys don't know, in the pre-show, the tag team gauntlet match for the number one contendership for the tag team titles, and they will be defended tonight against this team, your boys, Bromance won with their new Roid Monkey. What's his name? The bloke from Big Brother. <clears throat> Whatever. I don't know, some schmuck, I guess. Yeah, I, I just wanted, I really wanted to see Bad Influence go over tonight, but now that ain't going to happen, so I'm 0-1. Fuck me. I think, I think I've realized um, <clears throat> if any match that... Me and Sandra are going to hijack it and talk about PWG. You know, the, 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 the show that actually mattered in California this weekend. 
I think oh, that's yeah. the match because to be quite honest, Gunner and uh, James Storm versus the other two seems a little bit kind of one-sided. Wow. Well, if you guys want to mention it, that's fine by me. I don't. I, that's that's okay. You're the experts in in indie shows, but. You know, we were talking about, before the show, we were talking back and forth that some of the fans behind Taz and Tanae look like they're just, like, on vacation. Yeah. They just don't look like your typical California fans. Well, Crelly's there, so you know Crelly's there. Yeah, but he's not from California. Right, that's true. (laughs) All I will say is, at least from the camera angles, it looks to be at least relatively full. Yeah, yeah, I will give it that. <clears throat> well, that's good. <laughs> if you look at the I, recent... I want to know how many of them are possibly free tickets because the, you advertise three days before your biggest pay-per-view of the year that you still have tickets kind of is a little worrying to me. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't no think you'd have three days before WrestleMania. We still have tickets available. Wow, they're going to start with this match, really? Well, you have really you have to start with the Ultimate X match because you've got all the weird set and everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, we've got to get your buddies in the construction industry from New York Bronx in order to take it down. You know, what the, the fuck is Jeff Hardy wearing? I th- I think he's stolen the wardrobe from. <laughs> um. Mordecai slightly because he's he's all in white and I think he's got a bloody New Orleans Saints logo painted on his face. Oh god, it kind of looks like that. If he sharts, he's in trouble. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's Jeff Hardy. I mean, you can't really be surprised with anything he comes out with. Yeah, I preferred it when he looked like the human reptile kind of person. Yeah, what the I fuck? Could have put him in a Marvel movie. What's he got hanging from his ass? He's got like this black fucking. That's like his towel, towel t-shirt thing that he throws out to the crowd. It's like the yeah. memorabilia. Yeah, that's a mem. That's a yeah. I want something you had tucked in your ass crack. Thank you. I'll, can I have it signed? No, it's tucked. It's tucked in his ass pocket. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody knows pocket ass. It's the way of the future. Wow. Just that—that that is the fucking craziest outfit I think I've ever seen this guy wear. And then next up to be introduced is Austin Aries, who I guess channeling a little Stone Cold because he's all in black, pretty much. Yeah, to counteract Jeff Hardy, I guess. Shit, I don't know. I still can't get well, over that fucking outfit. <laughs> you know, there's. A few things that got to bother me with this match, is, and that is why are Samojo and Hardy even in this match? They're really past the point of being a part of the X Division. I guess it's just for them to be, well, we don't have anything for you for the show, so we're going to put you in this match. And yeah, uh, try not to do any crazy spots. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're not going to see crazy spots by them, but, you know, the X Division used to be, it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits. But the problem is, 
you're taking guys who were former world champions and putting them in this match. Now, what does make sense about this is if you win the X Division title, you can cash it in at the X Division pay-per-view for a world title match. So I kind of get where they're coming from with it. That kind of saves it for me. Um, yeah, Joe is surprising. Um, Jeff Hardy, not so much. But, I mean, yeah, Joe, that's that's an interesting inclusion to this match. Yeah, but wasn't Joe part of probably one of the best matches TNA's ever had, the ultimate X triple threat between him, AJ, and Daniels? Yeah, you're right, like true. 2004, 2005, he knows Ultimate X. He may not be the right size and stature, but, you know, I, he can go up there and bump like a bitch if he has to. Well, I mean, I've been talking to people all week about this pay-per-view and the, the consensus that I've gotten off the SNS Radio Network Facebook page, off the internet, is that the world title match is one of the matches that people are least looking forward to. This, this for me, was the match that I was really looking forward to. You know, but I'm also looking forward to freaking um, Angle and Bobby Roode going at it. So, yeah. again, it's like the world title match to me is like, okay, it's going to happen, you know. His, oh, hang on. His bloody Twitter handle, Manic's Twitter handle is Mascara Mania. Is that supposed to be a ripoff of Sinkara? <laughs> wow. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I, I like the fact we start off and Saban's automatically like climbed on the turnbuckle and everyone's looking at him like, what are you doing, man? And Saban's just getting out like, yep, nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing the Twitter thing tonight, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry. Well, we're starting this match off here. On guys brawling on the outside. Guys brawling in the ring. Now, just, I, I missed the... Now, I missed uh, in, part of Impact last this past Thursday. Has they been even given the explanation on why he has pretty much become a heel? No. No. Why should you? He's got every right to just be a heel. I think the the kind of thing that they teased, like when he attacked Manic, like three or four weeks ago, is basically he's world champ. He was world champion for what was it a month? I don't even think. And ever even since that. he dropped the belt, everybody kind of forgot about him. Kind of the Austin Aries style, like he realized the fans really didn't care for him, so he's just doing whatever how he wants. Thing is, Aries did it with a little bit of style. Yeah, that's true. This was like an out-of-the-blue type thing. We're all, okay, he's heel now. What? You know, no explanation. I, I miss, this is one thing TNA does that I hate, is they flip guys without really giving you a good explanation. The guy's just a heel this week. You know, build it up a little bit as Jeff Hardy is going up to the top of the freaking trying to get to the top of this structure that's set up over the ring and on all, all different sides. Uh, anyone who's seen X Division, you're familiar with this. It's like a scaffold-type setup that encompasses the entire ring and is above it as well. So we're going to see I'm some just, spots. I'm a little worried there because there was only like two guys climbing up one side of the thing, and this thing is shaking more than a jelly on a plate. This doesn't look stable at all. I'm, I'm worried for the safety of anybody and everybody. Well, it's it's always been shaky uh, since maybe the last two years at best. You know, uh, 
yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not going to break. I hope not. But um, <laughs> I just hope I don't we don't think... have another case of the belt falling off. That would be hilarious if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Squicks. Yeah, I remember. Oh, it was probably on one of the botchamanias. But when that happened, like five or six years ago, they had to get a guy and bring a ladder out so they could put it back up and continue. Why is that? Yeah, that... Why yeah, is that? Was the first Ultimate X. Sorry, During guys. The... Sorry about that. No, it's all right, man. My bad. Why the fuck is Manix putting a submission on fucking... Uh, I don't get that. You can't win by submission. Because he's proving that TJ Perkins is better than Manix. Wow. <laughs> oh, Very shit. Fun. Top turnbuckle. Jumping on the, on the rope. But Jeff Hardy stops him. And Harry falls down. Oh, shit. Oh. Nice. All right. Uh, Jeff Hardy looked like he was going to powerbomb, but instead uh, threw him in the opposite direction, and Harry's lands face first. I don't even know what to call that shit. See, just because Hardy's in this match, I'm looking for the bit where they could put the tables or something on the outside where <laughs> Hardy could fly off the top of the scaffolding. I just sense oh, yeah. it happening at some point. This is well, great. Happening now. <laughs> Hardy's getting a ladder, and the space between the ring and the announce table is so small he could barely get the ladder out. Oh. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Samoa. This guy's amazing. 300-plus pounds of fucking suicide dying. How many Samoa. bottles of water does the ring bell guy need? There's about 17 bottles of water on the top of that table. What's that about? Uh, I think he gives it to uh, Tanae and Taz. Well, for this pay-per-view, it might be vodka. You don't know. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, the, la- the bottles, of the, the labels on the bottles. Oh, yeah. Austin Aries off the top rope to the outside, taking out Samoa Joe and who else? Saban. Saban, thank you. <laughs> As Aries uh, poses to the crowd. I've suddenly got a feeling that any 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 crazy dive done outside the ring was done better last night in Reseda. Well, I'm getting pretty captivated as it is, so let's get into, although I think this match is going to have quite a bit of time, let's get into our quick picks, man. Uh, Sandro, go first. Okay, uh, Perkins is the champion. Um, Joe doesn't need it. Hardy damn sure doesn't need it. Uh, Aries, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he needs it either, but I don't know. But I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to say Chris Saban is going to get the, the match. He's going to win the belt. get the belt. Okay. I'll go next. I say, I don't know. One part of me says Austin Aries. One part of me says Chris Saban. But I'm going to go with Aries just because it puts him in the world title hunt again. And I think he's a guy who needs to be in that that position. Saban being in the world title hunt, well, his title reign was so forgettable. To me, it just, I don't know. It doesn't matter. My pick is Austin Aries. Ashley? Um, I'm going for Hardy because <laughs> wow, see, this is where you, I've realized this is TNA. So you've got to throw logic out the window. If Hardy wins, 
I'm not. That makes him, I think, one of the first, like, sort of Grand Slam champions for a while, at least with belts that are still active in the company. I don't know if he was. I don't think he might have been. I don't think he was tag champ, but. Well, I mean, this. We haven't had somebody to have X Division and the world title in a while, at least the other way around. Has Hardy ever won the X Division title? Whoa, wow. Aries with the crucifix driver. Slamming Joe in the middle of the mat. That was pretty good. And this after, is where I need my stat. After taking numerous punches in the corner to the fucking head and shoulder region by Samoa Joe. Ooh. Drop kick. in a row. Yeah. Having a quick look in the chat room and uh, people were saying... Uh, <laughs> oh, Tennessee Girl Girl suddenly is loving the fact that we mentioned vodka. <laughs> you might need it, people. I don't know. Yeah. He's uh, drop kicking both Hardy and Joe once again. It looks like he's going for the brain buster. Joe gets out of it and locks in the real naked choke. Again. 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 This... <laughs> well, I guess the whole idea is you choke everybody out. So okay, really? There's nobody to uh, pester you. Hold on. Really? Really? Samoa <laughs> Joe with sort of a fucking... Cesaro esque. Yeah, Cesaro swing. Wow. Cesaro choke swing. As uh, Perkins is climbing the top rope, but uh, Joe is stopping him from that. Drops him into my hand, oh. drops, and big boot sends Perkins down, and a big senton by Samoa Joe. Stop calling him Perkins. We're supposed to think he's manic. Man, no. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> into the true wrestler that he is. Crap. The last three right. months of stuff that he's done in here compares nothing to the t- two or three nights that he did for PWG the last two months. Besides, they already exposed him for who he is, so... Right. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving my reasons. How, with the way he looks, we'll call him Peter Parker. Oh, Jeff Hardy. Hardy. Backwards flip onto Saban. Wow. Well, we, we see now everyone else. I, I've made this joke many times on a pay-per-view, but it still bears repeating. Now you've got everyone in the back watching this match like, motherfucker. <laughs> we got we to gotta follow this up? Damn. I mean, I don't think Angle and Rude are terribly worried, but I mean, still, this has been thus far. Uh, we thought it would be. I thought it would be. Very entertaining match as... Jeff Hardy puts a ladder in the center of the ring, climbing up, trying to get the title. Okay. This isn't, this isn't a ladder match. This is an Max match. Yeah, but this is pretty much a lazy way to do this. Let's be realistic here. Well, I don't think he's going to get it here. I think this is just an attempt. I mean, I... I... Somebody's pushing the ladder off. People are falling. Look out. Oh, Aries is... Uh, hits a missile dropkick on Samoa Joe, who was on the ladder. And it seems like Aries is going to use the ladder as well. Okay. So why is this an Ultimate X-Mas, people? Okay. <laughs> uh, jumps off the springboard and grabs the rope, and now it's uh, the battle between Perkins and Aries. Yeah, but right per- belt. Perkins did not use the ladder, by the way. He jumped off the top rope and grabbed onto the Ooh. rope suspended over the... Woo. If that if that went wrong with uh, Perkins, that would have been dodgy. Because it looked like he only just about got it. Yeah. That's what he's doing. So. 
Yeah. I, li- I like this match because I- I've always liked the Ultimate X match with the concept of, I-, I don't remember, I don't know if this has ever been done anywhere else, and you guys would probably know better than I, but to have that the you know the rope suspended above the ring like that and the belt tied to it is an uh, interesting concept that TNA's had, and I- I've always been a fan of this match. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a, a TNA creation here. No, no other promotion anywhere in the world has done something like this. Oh! They, oh, as Jeff Hardy hits the... Uh, twist of fate. There you go, twist of fate. It's been a while, and I keep forgetting. Twist of something. Twi- <laughs> <Involved> <laughs> a twist of lemon. Um, so see, Now I'm just looking in the ring, and all I see is Casper the Friendly Ghost. Just, what the hell? Black boots, it can't be Casper. What are Velvet and Sabin arguing about? Why is Sabin pushing Velvet's guy into the ring? He wants her to be the distraction so he can take the advantage. <laughs> she's going to go up and get the belt. Or she's going to kick him in the balls. Because if you guys have been watching Impact, she's been getting more and more annoyed with Sabin every week. Sabin climbing the top of the ladder. Got the belt, but Jeff Hardy stops him. Oh, the belt is already off. And we got a new champion. Chris Saban grabs the belt. And I was right. Oh, fuck me. I'm 0-2. Well, I mean, I really don't get this because, again, it puts him in the world title hunt. Yeah, the guy was just world champion not too long ago. Well... I don't know, man. Okay. It's TNA, man. You just said it. They have no logic. (coughs) Clearly, they're going to be teasing it like, oh, he's so proud of his woman. And she's like, I didn't want to help you. Match went a little shorter than I thought it would. About 20 minutes, at least. I thought that was good enough time. Was it? Wow. Pay-per-view even better. The in-ring debut of Ethan. Actually, actually, minus the the entrances, it could be about... uh, 12, 15 minutes at best. Well, maybe that's because I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm shocked. I thought it was shorter than that. I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It was a good match. But, I mean, kudos to you, man, for getting the, your pick in. But I don't know, man. I, it depends what they do. You know, I, I forget when the Ultimate X pay-per-view is for Saban to be able to try to cast that in. Well, well there, I, it won't I be think... a pay-per-view. It will be television stuff. But well, that's yeah, in true, August. That's true. like nine More months likely, away. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, but he may not, not even mistaken, have it. I, yeah, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he has up to a year to cash in his uh, shot, but <clears throat> I, mean, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I do agree with what uh, you guys said. It's a definitely a good opening match to start off the show. And uh, well, we'll see how the rest of the matches compare, how they do well. I'm just looking at the time and thinking... Something's probably going to happen here where we're going to have to have additional matches. And what I'm fearing is we might be seeing the debut of Ethan. Well, I mean, for that wide shot, we talked about this at the beginning of the pay-per-view. That wide shot did look like they did pretty good for themselves tonight. I'm going to be really interested when this pay-per-view is in the bag to get, you know, the numbers and see how they did. But it looks like they've done pretty well for themselves. Oh, and um, something else that's worth bringing up now is they're probably prepping for the next match. There is a new backstage um, interviewer at TNA. Really? 
Okay. The name he's going by is apparently Gilbert. So, jokingly, I'm now calling him Gilbert Gottfried. Um, <laughs> or Gilbert. Turns out who it is is the man about do- the man who's all about domination with the primetime players. Abraham Washington's got a job again. Really? Wow. Yes. Huh. Breaking news. Abraham fucking Washington. Wow. <laughs> man, how long has it been since he's been on TV? Has it been a year or so? Probably. Yeah. Slightly longer than a 90 day no compete clause. See, I always thought AW kind of got a little bit fucked over by WWE. I know what he said was wrong, but I thought he was good for PTP. I got to be honest, when he when he made that comment, I completely forgot what it was referencing to until everybody made a big deal out of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow, kind of surprised that he's going to be a, I guess, an interviewer. I know, I think it was right before he got released, he was actually an active wrestler in FCW. So maybe there's a chance he could get in the ring in the future if they're... If they want him to, we'll have to see. Okay, I just scanned my memory. That's why I was so quiet. What I believe the comment he made was something about Kobe. Was it Kobe Bryant who had been yeah, accused? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a Kobe uh, incident. In, uh, I think it was Colorado, where supposedly he uh, raped a woman. Right, right, yeah. And he had said something that primetime players did something raped better than Kobe. I don't remember no, was, the exact um, quote. You know, the primetime players are just like uh, Kobe Bryant. It's all about domination <clears throat> or something like that. Right, right, yeah. And then he got shit-canned after that, and a lot of people were upset about it. I mean, should he have been punished? Absolutely. But I don't know. You know, if Look, if he's got a job with TNA and he's getting a paycheck, albeit a late paycheck... Kudos to him. We just had a moment with um, them showing AJ winning the very first okay. X Division title uh, match. Okay now, okay, now this is interesting. We're having a bad influence coming out to the ring. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Oh, no. Be careful, Bronx. He's got the glove. Don't start that shit, please. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to talk about how somehow they were fucked over in the pre-show. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to listen to this, so I'm going to mute out for a bit. Okay, yeah, we'll um, we'll do that. Sandro Sandro is going to be our uh, journalist for tonight, a serious journalist who's going to get us the inside scoops. When have I ever been serious? <laughs> well, it's really not an inside uh, scoop because motherfuckers who are watching it are hearing it, but <laughs> <laughs> but um. What I will say is that uh, it's interesting that they are showing this. Oh, look, it's an AJ moment. It's kind of teasing towards them either. Well, it'll go two ways. Either AJ wins the bout or AJ gets crude. And this is basically AJ going uh, to work probably in the indies or whatever. So I don't know whether WWE would offer him a contract. Oh, I don't know. Man, I don't know if they... I've heard rumors, and again, this isn't official news. This is just IWC rumor shit that WWE really is interested in Sting. Why wouldn't they be? But as far as AJ... Oh, Sting's a no-brainer. AJ, I think it's... Yeah. I don't want to try and change his image too much. I think AJ would be comfortable with. 
Yeah, and we're not shitting on AJ and saying that he's not worthy of being in WWE. I just don't think that that they have an interest in him at this point. Plus, he's kind of burned his bridges with them, I think, maybe five, six years ago. Yeah, now, not so much. Ever since Velocity. <laughs> yeah. And again, Samoa Joe was on Velocity, so. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. everybody was on Velocity back in the day. Yeah, Christopher Daniels and Kaz are cutting a promo here. And again, guys, sorry, we can't tell you exactly what they're saying. Sandro will let us know what is going on here. I, one thing I will mention here, notice Daniels' armband. Yeah, I see it. Tri- triple X. Right. You know, a nod back to the old school of Daniels back in the day. Yeah, I remember when he was the fallen angel. You know, I love that music, and, and he was. But I like him. I like him with Kaz. It's to the point now where I can't imagine them apart as singles guys because they've been together for so long now, and they're doing this ego thing, which I still think Bobby Roode doesn't really fit into that well. But okay, I mean, it's they're funny. Roode really is more serious. So, you know, to me, he he just doesn't. He doesn't work with these guys. Are you, oh, wow. We're going to have this. See, this match is probably going to be more interesting than what happened. This match is going to be more interesting than the tag team title match because Eric Young's just shown up. And I'm guessing this is possibly the official return of Abyss, probably. I'd mark out for that. It's possible. Well, we said they would probably throw a match into the mix, and looks like we're right. As like Eric, that, I mean, how many matches? Did we have like six or possibly seven confirmed? Yeah. Which for a pay per view, normally it's about eight or nine. So. Well, I mean, you got to give you got to give Angle Rude is going to get a decent amount of time. The main event, the, the world title, is going to get a decent amount of time. So, ah. Uh, I don't want them to to do this and then shorten other matches by adding this segment because this segment's been going on right now for about five minutes. Yeah, but it, you did you didn't see much of the pre-show, did you, Bronx? Uh, no, I was doing, doing show I was doing show prep. I did see that uh, <sighs> the douchebags of TNA did win. And yeah, but at least half of the show was either adverts because it's on Spike or just promo for buy the pay-per-view, buy the pay-per-view. Well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to get last-minute buys. If you did good promotion in the first place, you wouldn't have to go for last-minute buys. But I'm not going to criticize them for that. I get it. As Bad Influence is attacking Eric Young and beating the living shit out of him, and I'm kind of thinking that Ashley is going to be right and that we're going to see Abyss come out during this. Well, we saw the bloody handprint on the wall, which clearly means Carrie is out in movie theaters now. Um, And there he is. There he is. Abyss is back for the pay-per-view, guys. Okay. I don't mind this. Wow. Is it a slightly new design mask? Yeah, but has this match been made official? I don't see a referee. That probably answers your question. Abyss, (laughs) double clothesline. This could be just a random beatdown. 
Yeah, it's possible. Well, at least they're on the pay-per-view, so. Oh, Daniels just ate a, what is that, black hole slam. And there's another one. There's right a, the there you go. Man, it's can't they just. Completely different design mask, isn't it? Well, it's it, to me. I don't know. Was his uh, his mask? Wasn't it dark brown? It looks completely black now, unless that's just the leather. Is you know there was there was a bit there was kind of a bit of mask over like his eye socket area. It wasn't you know that was kind of like sort of Kane's mask esque. I don't know. Abyss, ex- Abyss is extending his hand to Eric Young, who's selling really well. That he's scared shitless. Uh oh. Yes, Eric Young and Abyss. Who would have thunk it, guys? They're on the same page. Well, it was and then we have the confusing thing say. where Joseph Parks comes out and it's like, what? Uh no. <laughs> if if that happens, I'd end the fucking show because it would be like. As I was trying to say, it was bound to happen that Abyss was going to return at some point, and, you know, why not do it at the biggest pay-per-view for TNA? Yeah. I still think it's about, what, four months too late. I think he's going to basically stay like a pay-per-view attraction, guys. You know what I mean? You're not going to see him on Impact for a while. Yeah, I could see that. He's showing up on Impact on Thursday. Could be. But while we're in between matches, guys, let's go to our first commercial break. Catch our breath from that excellent Ultimate X match. We'll be right back with more Sunday Night Showdown's coverage of Bound for Glory 2013. I'm the Bronx Father. He's Ashley. He's Sandro. Right here on the SNS Radio Network. Gentlemen, SNS Unplugged has returned to the airwaves. You can check out the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, and of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as they discuss the happenings from Monday Night Raw, NXT. The latest news of the week sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. And then things get a little interesting as the topics could change from week to week, including topics such as the supernatural, conspiracy theories, basically whatever the hell these guys want to talk about, they're going to cover it every Tuesday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Unplugged is back, baby. Uncensored. Unbelievable. Unplugged. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia. Featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. 
It's go time! Hello guys, my name is Dan Van Dam from the DailyGamePad.com. We have gaming news, reviews, and podcasts and more. While we say we welcome you aboard to check out our website, we have news feeds from all across the internet, we have reviews that is from ample, if not considerate, reviewers, as well as we have podcasts coming in the works. So, stay tuned, strap down, strap on, and well, get ready for your heavyweight championship of the world. Because you are a champion, my friend, when you look at TheDailyGamePad.com. TheDailyGamePad.com, your one-stop shop. All video game-related news. www.TheDailyGamePad.com Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out www.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling over 16 years. And just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com. You will learn... To pronounce my name properly. Wrestling Dash Online.com. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Just a reminder for you to listen to Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday as I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mark the Shark DiCarlo as we provide the best pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Every pay-per-view Sunday, Sunday Night Showdown, your home for WWE pay-per-view coverage. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Dig it, sucker. <laughs> Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Can you dig it, All right, everybody, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown, covering Bound for Glory. I am the Bronx Father. I'm joined by my boys from the whole indie show, Sandro and Ashley. And right now we have our tag team title match. We have Gunner and James Storm against 
The fucking bromance. Guys, what's going on? Yep. <laughs> we might as well mention that apparently the bromans are accompanied by Mr. Olympia. Yes, whoever that may be. He looks like Abraham Washington. <laughs> no, I don't know about I think that. Abraham but... Washington is uh, secretly somebody else. Okay. Oh, no. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> It's supposed to be. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the guy on the outside to talk about domination, and it's like, yes, it's him. Oh, anyway. man. You know what? I'm going to go right into quick picks right now, and I'm real pissed off about this. I have as my official quick pick on 4down.org. If you, all of you out there are still doing it, we're still in the mix at 4down.org. I picked Mystery Wrestler and Mystery Wrestler because I was under the assumption and the hope that it would have been bad influence. So unfortunately, that's my official pick, but I'm going to change it right now and say that my non-official pick is I think the champs retain here because if they put the belt on these two jabronis, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it through the rest of the show, man. (sighs) Ashley, who you got? I'm sticking with my original pick. And that is going to be, sadly, somehow, Bromans are going to be new tag champs. Oh, God. And then we can officially declare the tag team division being dead in TNA. Oh, God. Sandro. <clears throat> well, first off, personally, I don't really think James Storm needs to be in the tag division. I really think that he should be in that world title scene. Uh, to me, I think it was a mistake for to have James Storm uh, becoming in the tag team and pretty much becoming a tag team champion. Um, you know what? I guess just to change something, I'm going to say the bromance is going to win. And I know that's not really a good thing to see, but I think uh, we're going to have a new champ. Well, I'd see the logic behind it. I mean, and you're right. You're right. James Storm has been, a, we're so used to him being a singles guy. But again, I don't know what this does for the division. I mean, it, well, you can't really call it a division. I mean, that's a problem right there. Yeah, because I think in terms of teams that can wrestle, I think there's only two there, the current champs and bad influence. Right, which is why I don't understand why you wouldn't put bad influence in this instead. But again, I don't know. I don't think Chavo Hernandez works either because that's just Mexican-America 7.2, whatever you want to call it. Right. LAX. It's just no. Well, let's talk about something else just for a brief minute. Um, I was informed by a good friend of myself and Ashley's, uh, Jason Amico from WrestleView.com, who informed us that earlier before the show actually started in San Diego at the Balfour Glory show, that apparently there was a dark match. Involving two standouts in the independent scene, and they're actually female talents. And that was actually uh, Candice LeRae, who is pretty much a regular in the Cali indie scene, as well as in PWG. As well as Veda Scott, who is most familiar for Ring of Honor, Shimmer, and various other women's independence uh, scene. Uh, Glad to hear that they got a, a tryout at the show. 
So, I don't know. We'll see what happens if they get signed or e- even if they want to get signed to TNA. And from what I heard from last night, Candice LeRae possibly stole the show last night in a match which saw her team up with former TNA guy Jerry Ryan taking on former TNA guys, the Young Bucks. Which That's a, that's a kind of irony that she, the next night she's in a TNA dark match. Well, I mean, if they want to try to rebuild the freaking, you know, knockouts division, I guess that's a good way to start. I mean, now I'm annoyed because that match between Vader Scott and Candice LeRae would have been a better match than what we're going to see later on for the knockouts title. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> and I'm being honest there because, really, you know, Lady Tapas and, you know, the Hamburglar and Big Mac will come out. <laughs> Well, Lady Tapper, we'll have to see what happens with him. But, I mean, it's uh, right now, James, guy. <laughs> James Storm went for a pin, could not get it to count. So Can't be sure. <laughs> uh, I need the birth wow. certificate. <laughs> yeah, pre-op or post-op. We'll have to <laughs> wow. <laughs> take that into consideration. I mean, he's he's dominated the, the knockouts division, I'll say that. So, ooh. Nice move there by. I think every tag match in PWG I've seen this year is better than this one's over. Well, yeah. I mean, it. it's a lull after, you know, after the, the X Division match. So I can see as both members of <coughs> Bromance are going to the second rope. And. Oh, electric chair. Wow. Haven't seen Why? that in a long time. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh. Wow. Uh, basically what happened, uh, I think it was uh, Jesse tried to suplex uh, Storm, but uh, Storm reversed it and picked uh, Jesse up and threw him down on top of uh, Robbie E. James Storm tried to now, get a two count, then it did yeah. not get it. As Jesse's trying to get the advantage, but Gunner hits a clothesline. I'm trying to look at Mr. Olympia's reaction, and he was kind of cheering for James Storm, so I'm a bit confused. I don't know. <laughs> I think so is he. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, looks, I, like, w- looks like James Storm might be bleeding on his, uh, oh, wow. yes. his leg there. Nasty guy. I'm not sure what happened there. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, James Storm. I was going for the eye of the storm, but Robbie counters into a DDT. Very Ooh, nice. Nice for DDT. Two count only. And, and let me let, let me make something clear. I'm not saying that, that Robbie E and Jesse can't wrestle. They can. I just can't fucking stand their characters, which, again, probably means they're doing their job. So, Robbie E <laughs> just staring at the hard camera, basically like, that was only two. Still doesn't beat big shows there. Yeah. His facial reaction from a few weeks back. As... <laughs> that was priceless. That was we need to take that and basically scan it, uh, print, it, print it on cardboard, and hand it out to everybody at like a WWE live event so everybody in the buddy arena has got a big show face like that. Oh, man. James That's... Storm is selling like crazy here. Well, See, I'm wondering whether he's actually selling, because what is the damage that was done to his leg? No, I mean selling that he's freaking lost his fucking mind. 
Oh, oh very nice. The powerbomb combination into the, the long blower, but uh, James Storm only gets the two cat as Jesse breaks up the pin. Very nice combination by both Gunner and Storm. Yeah, not a bad match. Not a bad tag team match at all. You know, it started off a little slow, but I mean, shit, they've picked up the pace. So I'm I'm not having any complaints thus far. Uh, good match here by, by both teams. A lot of false two counts, breakups. Uh, well done. I'm just still hoping that Oh, as Storm hits the uh, code breaker. Yeah, I guess that's all we can call it—the code breaker. That's what it is. Well, I could call it. Well, I could call it the front lung blower, but I just want to say code breaker. Uh oh. One of the tag team titles was just thrown in the ring. The ref saw it. He's trying to get rid of it. Oh, James Storm is about to get taken out. One, two. Wow. <laughs> and that's a three count after a heart attack. Uh, bromance <laughs> in a tag team champion. Look at that. <laughs> oh, God. Is this the first time a celebrity from Big Brother has won a world wrestling title? Yeah. Because well, I don't think David Arquette's appeared in Big Brother since WCW, has he? I was just about to say, as we get a close-up look at that, yeah, that gash on, on James Storm's leg. I, I don't know how that happened. I missed that, but... Well, and Mr. O... Off camera, I'm not sure, but... Well... Yeah, well... If they brought Mr. Olympia <laughs> as a replacement for Ortiz and bloody <laughs> Rampage. And Mr. Olympian looks like he's been on more fucking cycles than the Tour de France. Uh, I mean, I guess he should be the bodyguard, I guess. Facially, he looks like the black soldier from the WWE SmackDown versus Raw gimmick or the storyline from like, was it 2008 or 2009 when he was, you know, Cena was friends with this um, US military guy and he was doing it for him. He looks like him. I can't remember his name. You know, I missed this last night. We're seeing the uh, Hall of Fame induction here of uh, Kurt Angle. So, I mean... I don't think it was broadcast last night, so... Wow. It wasn't? No. That's... That's kind of stupid. Well, they never even announced it was going to be in the first I I would have rather them... You know, I almost would have rather them... Even though I'm looking forward to the Kurt Angle match... Almost saying that I would have rather them did this tonight and had not had Kurt in a match. I mean, it it cheapens this Hall of Fame because, come on, you're just showing clips. Remember, the Hall of Fame induction is tonight. It's not like WWE when it's actually the night where they have all the speeches and everything. It's actually the night of the pay-per-view they get officially inducted. Well, first off, to me, this this ENA Hall of Fame doesn't mean a damn thing, at least to me. Well, I mean, let's, okay, let's look at the guys who have been inducted so far. We've got Sting. We've got Kurt Angle. What do those two have in common? Well, at this point, at this point only, it doesn't look like they'll, Kurt Angle, maybe. Sting, I'm not sure. It's almost like they picked the, ter- the 
first two guys to be like, these are guys we want to just make sure we can say we're in our Hall of Fame before WWE's. The two biggest names there. You know, I mean, everyone was saying it should have been Jarrett first. I agree. Even Samoa Joe. But they, they took these two guys and made goddamn sure they got them before Vince did. And I think that's the whole purpose of this Hall of Fame. And that's a shame. Oh, apparently um, in the chat room, Randy, my and Sandro's co-host for Whole Indie Show, is telling me that the soldier was Tony from the video game. So there you go. Is that ironic? Mr. Olympia? Tony? Tony. Is his last, was his last name Atlas? I don't know. I don't know. Here comes Sting. I guess he's, well, because he was last year's, you know, Hall of Fame. I guess he's passing on the ring to Gollum. Um, if they've only got one fucking ring and he hands it to Kurt, I'll die on the air. <laughs> I will. I, I think will. it is. It's, it's, oh, come on. Don't start with that. <laughs> I'm out here, my precious, <laughs> to pass on this ring to you for the Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. Yes, my precious. Precious. It'd be so great if Sting just did that. <laughs> all, all, all I want to know is Gollum needs cough lozenges. Yeah. I'm not good at impersonations. I try, but I'm not that good. No, I wasn't. I was just saying just generally. Okay, which idiot just forgot to turn the lights on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sting's like... In second, Sting was just in the dark. I know, Sting's standing there like, and I'd like to introduce tonight's Hall of Fame, and, and the fucking lights are out. <laughs> well, At I least guess it was going to kill a power cut like a couple of weeks back. Wow, I that's... guess they're going to kill about maybe ten minutes here. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I would say good for Kurt, but but again, I I I thought from the beginning this company shouldn't have had a Hall of Fame yet, and I know that sounds stupid because they've been you know in business for quite some years, but so is Ring of Honor. So are so many other companies. This Hall of Fame, to me, just just reeks of, we got these guys first. I mean, I mean that's, that's almost what it is. I mean, if the company doesn't last more than another two, three years, well, what does that Hall of Fame mean? I, I believe WCW had one, didn't they? Yes, but here's the thing. For that Hall of Fame, they had legends put in, in their Hall of Fame. Right, right. That made it more legitimate. But I think they only had that Hall of Fame for about maybe two or three years at best, and then they stopped. Right. In in this case, like you said, they're only doing this to put guys that they believe that WWE will put in their Hall of Fame. Just to say, yeah, we got him first. We're going to put him in our Hall of Fame. So you guys don't say, oh, yeah, we got him first. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I feel. Kurt, I'll tell you, since Kurt came back, he looks good. I'm, I'm hoping he, of course, we found out uh, WWE-sponsored rehab, which, again, kudos to WWE for doing that, but I, I still have a problem with that. You know, it's like if I work, if I own a McDonald's and one of my employees gets burned and he needs to go to the hospital and I say, well, I can't pay for it. And then Burger King makes a call and says, well, your guy doesn't work for us, but we'll pay for him to go to, re- you know, we'll pay for him to get a skin graft or whatever he needs. Okay. 
it just bothers me. Yeah, the WWE did pay for it, but if I'm TNA, I would have said, you know what? This is our guy. He's a TNA guy. We'll pay for it. That's just my opinion. I'm just looking at Angle's shirt, and I'm wondering why Angle's got Sting face paint on it. Yeah, you're I, right. I just, it, it's kind of odd. You know, there's a, quite a few people wearing... I love the guy dressed. It's like every TNA pay-per-view. Right now, behind Kurt to the right, you got the guy dressed as Hogan. Yeah, two two people away from Crelly. <laughs> Crelly's always seated near that motherfucker. You notice that? Anytime, <laughs> anytime he goes to a TNA pay-per-view. He's always sat, I guess because that's the closest <laughs> thing tonight you could possibly get to Hogan. Unless, of course, he is probably one of the surprise things. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's opening a can of worms that we'll have to really see. I mean, I'd be shocked if it happened, but it might. And it looks like Sting has the ring in a little black box. I don't think it is. Well, that's the question is, is it a ring? Have we got confirmation that it's a ring? Does it even matter? No. Could be a watch. (laughs) <laughs> that would be a little insulting. It could be a watch, the watch that he bought off Ric Flair because he's paying off his alimony. Wow. I'm going to sell you my Rolex, Sting. Woo. What's in the box? What's in the Woo. box? Is it a ring? No. No, it's a watch. Oh, okay. okay. Wait a minute. Wait really? A minute. They they gave him a watch. Is it a watch? Looks like a mouthpiece. It, it look. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Come on, T, and they zoom in. What, <laughs> look what is at Angle though? Yeah, He's just... like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Even Angle's like, what is it? <laughs> God. Okay, I, I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. Hold on, Sandro, go off and listen, man. Let us know what's going on. <laughs> Angle's just like. Hmm? Yeah, Sandro's going to be my go-to guy from now on. He's going to be listening to the audio. I mean, it it literally looked like he wasn't working. Angle looked at this gold band, whatever it is. He's like, the fuck? And then he... Re- I think it is a watch, but I think it was one that was probably bought from Kmart for $10. <laughs> That's the budget TNA has. But, but isn't a watch usually something you give to someone when they retire after 30 years? I uh, probably. I I I got to see what this is. That this is. Oh God. Perhaps it's a, perhaps it's a signal that um all of a sudden it's time, it's time. Vader comes out. No, what I'd love to see him do is talking to the watch and say, "Kit, I need you, pal." Kit and Kit, the fucking Night Rider car just drives out. Now that I'd mark out for. The, it, I don't think it's a Samsung Galaxy Gear. I would sincerely doubt that TNA would put the money into, although I do want that thing at some point, but I don't have like what, 500. Just because, you saw the, just because you saw the commercial where the Power Rangers won. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I wouldn't see TNA dropping 500 on a fucking Galaxy S3 whatever watch. They're not showing us what this thing is. Kurt is talking to Sting. And obviously, Sandra's going to let us know what's going on. But 
Looks like they're going to hug. Okay. So I guess. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, basically, Kurt Angle has respectively declined to be in the Hall of Fame and says that he, he wants to accomplish more in his career. And he says when he's ready, he's going to join Stake in the Hall of Fame. What? What the fuck? <laughs> now, the funny thing is, at least for me, when he says, I'll join you in the Hall of Fame, he never said the TNA Hall of Fame. I just, <laughs> oh, WrestleMania God. 30, it's confirmed. Hang on, Sting. <laughs> I, put in at the same time. I got to ask uh, JJ what the drug policy for the SNS radio network is, because we might, if we're going to be doing these TNA pay-per-views, we might need something. I mean, it's like, you know, be like, I'm the Bronx father, man. And here are my boys, Ashley and Sandro. How you doing? And yeah, fucking Ashley's so fucked up he can't even talk. It's like, what is the purpose of that? What was the purpose of showing that whole, like, ceremony thing from last night if the motherfucker is going to decline could he have not told TNA he was going to quote unquote decline earlier before we had that 10 minutes of bullshit flag on the play number 69 he was giving him the business oh. 10 yard penalty you, you know what you said it and I said it this whole thing doesn't mean a damn thing and they're actually showing the true feelings on the show Dixie, if we're trying to believe that this is supposed to be a backstage segment, stop staring at the camera. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No. Please do not tell me that bloody Derek Bateman, Ethan, whatever he wants to call Ethan Hunt, is in the bloody pocket of Dixie already. Wow. This is... Here's your new world champion tonight, guys. <laughs> fucking new world champion, Ethan. Screw AJ. Screw the people that have experience. Let's do the guy that basically nobody gave a crap about on NXT. Now, aren't they? They're playing this that he's her nephew, right? Yes. Oh my oh, god! Oh god, it's even worse. Oh god. His name is Ethan Carter. Come on, you guys didn't pick that up. I did. No, no. I I said it the night I heard the name, but I didn't think they were going to pull the trigger. Oh my god! I. I'm gonna have to. Well, here's the thing, though. I was on low alcohol stuff. I might have to transfer to harder stuff now. Shit. Well, look, uh, Ethan Carter, uh, his actual name, well, at least on the Independence, was um, Michael Hutter. Michael Hutter, excuse me. You know, he's been wrestling for like almost close to ten years, at least, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, he's a bit experienced. I, I don't want to see him. What I, I think I actually said it. Get the world title. I don't want to see that happen. But I think that could be a backup in case um, they want to switch the uh, the title here. If AJ I'm just was fearing that if he does get the title, he's going to be Rhino in ECW, aka the last champion. Well, I mean, look, and I'm uh, let me make things clear. I'm not shitting on the guy's wrestling skills at all. He could be the one of the best indie guys out there. I'm not saying that, but I, you know. I'm worried that TNA is going to do what TNA does and hotshot something with a guy who who you haven't even introduced yeah. to your fans yet. That's what I'm worried Timing. about. Timing is always no, TNA's issue. 
Yeah, I agree with what you said, Brian. That you know, you have to give your audience to know who this guy is and what he can do in the ring. I agree with that completely. I just don't want to see that suggestion that you guys just made. That would be kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see that at all as we get into our uh, knockouts match, which I'm predicting this is going to be a pretty good match. It's going to be Bruce, Brooke, Brooke, whoa, Mark Tape, Brooke Tessmacher <laughs> versus Gail Kim versus ODB, ODB the champion, of course. And uh, all three of these girls can wrestle, obviously. So I think this will turn out to be a decent it's not going to be a piss break. It should be a decent match. Well, we'll see. As Brooke is coming out, and she is very, oh, Lord. Look Sorry, at that. Brooke's, Brooke's name badge on her jacket, all I swear is they've taken a hello, my name is Eugene badge and just stuck it over. <laughs> it just it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Uh, that's funny. She does have a very movable backside. I will say that. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Here comes. Bronx is talking about twerking. We know this is gonna be our. <laughs> oh no! If Brooke, let me tell you something. If Brooke starts twerking, we'll feel the tremors from here. <laughs> I mean, uh, damn, girl. Now, hey, now don't get me wrong. If she does it, I'm not gonna complain. Oh no, not at all. I mean, if she she wants to start twerking, please go ahead. We'll, you know, I'll pause the stream, and the three of us will just sit here mesmerized. That'll be fine. But yeah, like I said, this should be an interesting match. It should be good. Um, my fear, my fear is that this match ain't gonna go clean because with all the shit they've been doing with Lady Tappa interfering with all these people, I think at some point he's gonna get involved, and I hope not. I'm just looking at this appearance-wise and with all the tattoos and everything, ODB should have been the one that was in Aces and Eight. Yeah. She looks more like a biker chick than Brooke did. Oh, she would have fit. She would have fit. But aces and aces, they've got three members, which is what we have right now on Sunday Night Showdown. So we're tied. True. Um, you, know, it's like we, <laughs> you never know by the end of the night, we may have more members on this show than aces and eights have. Oh, well, who knows no, who might got, call. I don't know whether that's an achievement. Oh, that. <laughs> what a nice image right there. Nice. Wow. She just worked. I would have definitely taken that that hit for ODB. I would have been like, "It's not fair, honey." Look, look, I'll do Why it. Why didn't Crelly jump the railings? Oh my! You should have known. God damn! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> ODB with a Bronco Buster damn. and a half. You went into overdrive with that. God damn! Oh man. I hope that Brooke, I don't know what Brooke had for dinner, but <laughs> no, nah, that's a visual we don't need to get into. We'll end up getting us all fired. Whoa. I wonder whether TNA had one of those tailgate parties as part of their uh, experience thing. I don't know. No, the tailgates are what they built the fucking X Division scaffold out of. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do oh, like the fact that it's suspended above the ceiling. I'm just randomly Dixie comes out and starts lowering it again, suddenly making it an Ultimate X match. Well, because the first the Ultimate X match didn't have a proper Ultimate X finish. Well, in the meantime, um, Brooke Tessmacher is taking the advantage of the match so far. As uh, Gail Kim took a, a pretty n- a bad spill on the outside when uh, Brooke uh, pretty much shoved her to the outside. Yeah, I hope she's all right. She, that was a pretty nasty-looking bump. and they, They're not showing much of her, so I hope she's all right, unless she's going to do that the old edge gimmick where she stays outside for like 10 minutes and then comes in and gets a fucking pin. Well, after what happened at Money in the Bank last this past well year, we should call it the Sandow. Yeah, that's true. I get that. Ooh, Brooke definitely dominating over ODB for right now, so it's looking good for Brooke. Let's get to quick picks. Uh, Sandro, go first. Um, who is the champion again? ODB. ODB. <laughs> that's okay. an edit. Okay. Mark tape. Uh, I did that on purpose. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but, you know what? I guess to... Uh, have something different. I guess have Brooke win the belt. I'm going to say Brooke. Okay, Ashley. Um, it's going to go one of two ways. Either ODB re- retains or somehow Lady Tapas wins. Yeah, I... Well, I don't know because that would involve a whole fucking convoluted thing. I've got ODB to retain just because Aces and Eights is dying and I don't see Brooke getting the title. Gail Kim, who's probably the most talented out of the three, I would have no problem with her winning it. Oh, shit. Sorry to interrupt, but Gail Kim is uh, pulling a a Bret Hart as she's locking in the figure four on the post. The Brooke (laughs) Esbacher. Now I'm wondering whether Gail Kim listens to Unplugged, because... What did Jeff say about why can't we have an OMG moment with a figure four on the ring pole? Oh, they listen. And then it just happened. They listen. How many times have we said shit on this network and it's come to pass in either company? I firmly believe that somebody out there in these companies is listening. But, you know, getting back to what I was saying, I'd have no problem with Gail Kim winning the title. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um... She is probably one of the longest standing, excellent female wrestlers in both companies. So I would definitely not have a problem with that. But I just think it's entertaining to have ODB as the champ and she's going to retain. Yeah, it's it's certainly, it's been better than I thought this match. I yes, say that. yes, yes. I mean, they, it's they've... entertaining. It's entertaining. I, I still think that. the dark yes. match might have been better, but I guess we'll never see that. That's annoying. I'm annoyed. I want that as a DVD extra to you now. As uh, ODB has the single leg crab on Brooke Tessmacher. She was trying to reach the, for the road, but ODB pulls back in the middle of the ring. And it looks like we might have another submission here. Oh, no. Sandra, you can't, oh, be, say- okay, but- you can't be saying that shit. How do you know ODB has crabs? <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Did you just really say that? Yeah, I mean, come on! You, you can't be putting that shit out on the air. We we don't we don't we can neither confirm Ow. nor if deny. OD, if OD if ODB's got crabs, Lady Tapas must have lobsters. 
Oh, pom pom. Yep, put on the bib. <laughs> that is a great camera shot. Thank you so much, TNA. That just made this pay-per-view nice, an A. Yes, that's a nice uh, camera shot of uh, Brooke's ass. I'll say that. Wow. Shit. That, that cameraman is now going to be forever known in the TNA back office as Brooke's ass. Hold on, guys. I just got an email. Let me see. Yes, Mark the Shark DiCarlo is suing us for copyright infringement. So I don't... <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, but, you know, we'll have to deal with it as it comes. Being the three filthy pigs we are. Hey, we're three guys. We need we, we need to get, you know, a female perspective on this show. We need to bring in Harmony or somebody to just clean up our act, I guess. Pretty nice uh, elbow drop from Brooke Tessmacher as all three ladies are down. Yeah, uh, Anthony's trying to one up me in the chat by saying Lady Tapas actually actually has the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He will try to one up you, but I will say this: speaking of one upping, I mean WWE has to, regardless of how diminished this division is from its glory days, WWE has to look at this match and be embarrassed. This has been a great, really a good match by all three of these girls, all of whom can work. Because you've got three talents that can wrestle. Exactly. You know, not models, although (laughs) fucking Brooke could sure as hell be a model. Freaking Gail looks great for a chick her age. Didn't she enter, like, the Miss America sort of pageant a few? Okay, for a minute then, I thought ODB was Michael Elgin because we had a stand. I was getting ready for a 60-second standing suplex. But then I think people in TNA wouldn't have the uh, attention span to really care about that. Yeah, true. Oh, ref bump. Ref bump. There we go. Here, Lady Tappa. <laughs> and another one. Two ref bumps. <laughs> Lady Tappa, he's and coming the ref out. Is out. I'm telling yeah, you. Uh, basically what happened, uh, ODB was going for a body press and uh, Brooke pulled the referee in his arbuckle. And then Gil Kim hits a missile drop. hits a drop kick. Right on the ref's face, and the ref is down and out. Yeah, shit's about to what get real. What is this? Wow. ODB has both Brooke S. Walker and Gail Kim on the shoulders. ODB is doing Where's an it? attitude oh. adjustment. As Brooke gets out. Oh, but she gets nailed by uh, Gail's boot. Yeah, she's using Gail oh, as a Oh, nice. Damn. TKO. As... ODB's going for the pin, but there's no ref. What a match to have a ref bump, huh? I wouldn't have expected. Up oh, here he comes. <laughs> Lady Tappa. Yeah, is... we got some. Uh, yeah, we got some chick in the ramp. Oh my! Oh, and, and ju- just to make sure that she's ready, ODB's got a booze up. So I think that's a good sign for me. And she's, she's telling Lady Tappa, "Bring it, bitch! Come on." As ODB's going to the outside to intercept Lady Tappa on the ramp. And the two of them and are born. Ooh. A big boot by this uh, Tappa chick. As ODB's down. That's what she's doing. Oh, okay. Lady Tappa is not the barbarian. Oh, wow. She's... Oh, please tell me she's somehow going to be champion. Please. Brooke is on the Come top. Come on, TNA Jumped logic. Jumped off the top row, but... <laughs> Tapa catches her. 
Oh, I see Powerbomb Brooke into the ring. Powerbomb over, over the top rope into the ring. That was pretty cool. I got to admit Is that. Yeah, it was Kim's bitch. Look wow. at this, too. Oh, new champion. As with the, I guess, distraction and I guess the assisted help, Gail Kim picks up the advantage and is the new <laughs> La- knockout champion. Lady Tapas is Gail's Ki- Gail Kim's Tamina in terms of AJ. God, I suck tonight. I don't think I've gotten one match right. Do they really need this? I mean, seriously, does, does TNA really need to do this? Will we have something similar in the other company? Well, Lady Tapass is making it like it's his title. And he's got Gail Kim, and it looks like... Wow. Okay, I, I, see, I see what's going on here. Lady Tappa is Bertha in jail to Gail Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically... Uh... Oh, wait, and here comes Eric Bischoff. Down the ramp, hot lesbian action, ladies and gentlemen. It's Eric Bischoff. He's re-signed with the company. Well, like I said, it's the same thing in the other company. What a way to squat and take a nice steaming pile of shit on what was a good match. <laughs> and now I have also lost faith in the X Division. Two out of three so far. Let's see if we can go for the hat trick. Wow. What? I don't know. The, the... Go on, Sandra. I'm sorry. No, I'm just trying to come up with what what we just saw. I mean, does does she really need to be a bodyguard? I mean, why can't she be like that? This big force of the knockout division, you know, like Austin Cobb was. You know, she wasn't a bodyguard for anything. She just came in, kicked ass, and you know, got the belt eventually. Why can't she pretty much do the same thing? I just don't understand why she is being put as a bodyguard. Well, I mean, you here's what well, that makes um, ODB, though. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I'm the biggest, baddest bitch in the yard, why wouldn't I go after the title myself? Why would I want to align myself with someone who I think I can beat? Because <laughs> she's the daughter of the barbarian. What, what the fuck does that have to do with what I just said? <laughs> it's TNA. That's the whole idea. I mean, it'd be like, I, I don't know. If if I'm in the schoolyard and I'm the biggest kid in there, why would I take this other little kid and say, guess what? I'm going to be your part. I'm going to be your bodyguard, dude, and you're going to kick ass while I stand there. I mean, I don't, you know, she, she's supposedly this big, bad wrecking ball bitch. Why wouldn't you want the title yourself? It, it doesn't It doesn't make sense. My head's starting to hurt. Now I really ah. want to see that dark match. <coughs> yeah, we'll have yeah, to go back. Looks and... like. Hold up. Oh god. <laughs> okay, Wait a minute. It's, that's it's... not. That's A W, right? Yeah. And this is great. Mister Olympian is wearing the yellow fucking sunglasses. That's <laughs> Yolo. awesome. Yolo. <laughs> Dude. Gilbert Godfrey for the win, people. Okay, wait a minute. That is not Abraham Washington. 
That's not him. Who the fuck is that? Some guy. That is not Abe Washington. Wow. Because I, I just heard the interview, and that does not sound like him. Okay, fuck <laughs> up. If, of, anybody can, if anybody can do the research on the net and tell us who the hell fuck is Fuck up of is. the night number 500. This, this show will be edited I, down to an hour. <laughs> I know what Abraham Washington sounds like, and that does not sound like Abe Washington. So whoever said that was him is, is wrong. Yeah, I mean, this is the first I've seen this guy. So I'm like, at first when I heard it's Abraham Washington, I'm like, okay. But Hang on, I've just realized we've got, we're not even halfway through the time allocated for this pay-per-view. And we're already at the first part of your triple main event, I think. Are we not? Yeah, it looks that way. It's it's 20 after 9 Eastern, so the pay-per-view's been on for an hour and 20 minutes. So it's moving right along pretty quickly, even with the Kurt Angle, I guess, schmaz is the only thing I can call it. Okay, um, I'm being informed in the chat room. Apparently, the interviewer is named Gil Corsi. Okay. I'm still calling him Gilbert Godfrey. Apparently, he, he worked for a local TV station in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, keep bringing in the keep bringing in them celebrities, TNA. Wow, I'm just gonna call him Abraham Washington too. <laughs> that's that's his that's his what I dub him AW two. Okay. It's close enough. All right, this is awesome. This was officially the best segment they've had on TNA in about five <laughs> years. It did look like they actually stole Triple H's throne for Rude to sit in. But you know what's sad? This Hall of Fame now has more validity than TNA's Hall of Fame. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, if you gave me a choice, do you want to be in the TNA Hall of Fame Bronx or do you want to be in, in Ego's Hall of Fame? At least Ego made it look good. I mean, come on. Yeah, they were dressed like dumber and dumb and dumber. That's that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 <coughs> excuse me. I love this segment. I'm just a bad influence, Mark. I've always been a Mark for these guys. And again, I, I don't think Rude fits in. But hopefully, maybe tonight this will be like a a way for him to move away from from bad influence because he and Angle. I, I've been looking forward to this. Interesting to see how Kurt's going to be. I mean, well, Kurt's not going to have ring rust. Kurt cannot wrestle for 20 fucking years and not have ring rust. But I think these two, you talk about a match of the night, watch out. Because there's a good fucking chance that this could steal the show. Now, of course, the big question is, is uh, Angle going to do his obligatory major pay-per-view moonsault? Now, I'm going to ask you boys something. I didn't get to do Get in the Zone this Friday. Unfortunately, we had a problem with the stream. We apologize. Obviously, it's been fixed. Thank you so much, Mind White. But I was going to bring up on the show, what do y'all think of fucking Kurt tapping? Do you think they should have done that, or do you think that's something that shouldn't happen? 
Um, I, I think it, it makes Rude look strong headed to the pay-per-view. You know, we know Angle is the more, most known for the, be a technical submission guy. And to have Rude making Angle tap, it just makes Rude look stronger. And it definitely has, looking to this match, look like Rude has a chance to win. Not only to win the match, but just to beat Angle with the submission. So I, I think it's good. I have no problems with it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just looking in the chat, and uh, Just Cuz is saying, the host complained that TNA throws people out there about him introducing them to the fans, and they said a dark match should have been on the pay-per-view. No, remember, myself and Sandro come from the indie background, and the dark match is two talents that, in my opinion, and possibly Sandro's, I can't speak for him, are probably better talents at the minute than the four women that you just saw to be quite honest. And I don't think... If it, if you're going to introduce Ethan Carter, the third, you need to introduce it... If they're going to introduce him the way that I fear they are, as part of like the whole main event thing and somehow get involved there... I mean, look what that did to Garrett Bischoff. Right. Nobody really gave a damn. Yeah, I mean, you can't bring in... I mean, if you go... And, and I know what some people will say. You go back to WWE, you look at the Shield, the way they were introduced. Even though they were dominant, that's fine. But it was a slow burn to get you to know these guys. If you didn't watch NXT, you didn't know who they were. So I, I, I don't. If they don't do it, then you know what? The three of us will shut the fuck up. Okay, it didn't happen. What we're doing is the three of us are collectively using TNA logic to dictate what they're going to do. If they don't do it, fine. But if they do, if he ends up being a player in the main event, I got a problem with that. I'm sorry. No matter how talented the guy might be, you still got to let us know who the fuck he is. And a couple of 10-second vignettes for the last two, three weeks isn't the way to go. Because I don't know how many... I mean, considering this is TNA's WrestleMania... Anybody remember when Biggie Langston, not Biggie Langston, um, bloody Brodus Clay decided to call his mama, and then that they had that weird bloody dancing routine at WrestleMania. Right. Okay, Good example. That wasn't a full introduction, but it was the fact that on the biggest <laughs> show, you're willing to introduce people that arguably haven't been on the, the you know on TV long enough in order to establish them as like a... Because I think they were basically the filler before the main event between Cena and Rock, from what I remember. That's what I just... I don't want that to happen with TNA because I think somehow they are better than that. And this match that we've got going on now, I think is a sign that they are. No, I'd agree. I mean, you know, this match is underway, obviously. Both guys kind of in the feeling out process right now. Uh, Bobby Roode has the advantage right now on Kurt. But, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's like, you know, we're, we're just telling it like we see it. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. That's fine. But I just don't want to see this guy in the main event picture, especially at this your last pay-per-view of the year. Let's remember, these guys only have four live pay-per-views. Those other 70 that they have, I don't count. If it ain't live and the results are out there, it ain't a pay-per-view to me. Sorry, TNA. 
But I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, wow. But right now we've got, let's see, Kurt. Again, both guys still in the feeling out process. This match is going to go on a minute. I got a feeling they're going to give both of these guys a lot of time. Possibly 20 plus minutes. I'm predicting that right here. Yeah, this is going to be one that you can already tell it's basically starting off as kind of, a, as I say, kind of on PWG front, you're starting off a little technical, you know, kind of mat style wrestling, nothing extravagant, nothing special, just the slow build towards, you know, the, you built, you basically, it's like boiling a, you know, a pot of water. You've got to get to the, the, you know, the crescendo, the boiling point right at the end. You can't just randomly have a huge spot at the beginning because then people will just get worn out. Well, I mean, go back and look at old WrestleMania matches. This is how they began. It didn't begin with, you know, someone doing something spectacular. It began with both guys getting in a little offense, feeling each other out. That was the old flow before they cut matches to 15 minutes or less. Which is why, you know, I'm thinking this match is probably going to be given a decent amount of time. Well, both guys can run for a a decent amount of time, obviously. That's one of the key things. Well, yeah, Kurt's a cardio machine, and so is Rude. So, definitely, these guys have no problem going 20-plus minutes. You know, this could have been a fucking Iron Man match. (laughs) <laughs> no, don't don't give them ideas. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not against seeing it, but I think you know you possibly could see that happen if you wanted to culminate the feud. Right. So the only thing is that okay. fill up, that had that had fill up half of the TNA time for Impact Television. What's up, Sandro? Go uh, ahead. Okay. Uh, just looking at the uh, SNS Facebook page, uh, Tennessee Cowgirl posted a photo. From the venue at Balfour Glory, and the entire section from the hard camera side is empty, which is no uh, oh the wonders of camera angles. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what the fuck you were doing. I'm like, did I lose Sandro? I'm like, oh, he's on yeah, Facebook. I was... <laughs> no, I had to step away. I apologize for that. No but, problem. Uh, yeah, not really surprised with uh, the empty section here, but you know that's. TNA for you, sadly. Well, I mean, in reality, it's not just TNA. I think it's, it's, you know, not to take away from this match, but for a moment, just bring this up. I think it's a wrestling business in general now, man. It's like, I mean, this is your WrestleMania. You should have every seat sold, but you don't. I mean, but <clears throat> even in the WWE, the house show attendance has been down. Wrestling's in one of those those lulls, guys. You know, I, I hate to say it, and will it, re you know, rebound like it has so many times in the past? We'll have to wait and see. Well, case, certainly, case in point for TNA. The obviously didn't cover this, get in the zone as there was no show, but TNA having to canceling not just one of their live events coming up before the end of the year, but also one of their TV tapings some point in January which I think is, uh, sorry, uh, December, which uh, I think might be because they might do a set somehow of like four TV tapings over two days for the Christmas period because they're obviously not going to wrestle live over Christmas, more than likely. 
Well, I heard they're trying to renegotiate with, uh, what is it, Universal to get back their soundstage. So it looks like this experiment of going live, excuse me, every other week didn't work. Yeah, about that, I don't. Yeah, about that, I think I've read a report today that they have been officially, uh, for the rest of December, for Impact, they are back in the Impact Zone. Well, I mean, I, I hate to hear that, but I think at the end of the day, that's about the only thing they can do. I mean, it's 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 a shame, but if if it's going to save them money, look, I'd rather you be in the impact zone and be able to pay your fucking talent than go on the road and leave guys without a paycheck. So, I mean, you know, I, I think this company's where it is and it's where it's going to be. And that's it. It's not going to get any higher. That that this is it. Yeah, I'll agree. And you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, we've all said that they need to get out of the impact zone. They need to be on the road, and they did. And then that revealed that it was such a good idea because it was costing them a lot of money to travel in different states. And you know, for me, I don't know how how much financial stuff that goes when going on the road. So when I heard about this, I was really surprised to hear that. And I, I think it's a good move for them to return to the impact. Yeah, the yeah. impact zone, I agree. As Kurt Angle here got out of a situation with Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode is working on the neck of Kurt Angle, which makes sense. We all know the problems he's had. So it looks like Kurt right now is in a, uh, what would you call that, man? A, a joke hold? Headlock chokehold, probably, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, f- so far, Bobby Roode is being dominant <laughs> here. Yeah, so far is a bit of a slow uh, start up here. And, uh, yeah, we'll probably get a, a bit picked up in a couple of minutes. But uh, while they're having this uh, rest spot, why don't we do a quick pick? Uh, Bronx, what do you got? Oh... I'll tell you, I got, you know, he's just come back right now. This is Kurt's first match in like two, three months. Obviously, we all know what happened with, you know, his his rehab, unfortunately, that he had to go to. And, and I hope it worked for him. But just because he's back and just because of this whole Hall of Fame thing, I'm going to have to give it to Kurt Angle. And I'm going to have to give it to him via, okay, let me rephrase that. I'm going to say Kurt Angle's going to win via submission, and there's going to be interference by Ego. Oh, now I'm just thinking of uh, the opening line to Offspring's Pretty Far for a White Guy Bronx. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, in that headlock, I swear Angle's you know, whole skull area was going completely blue. <laughs> the, the headlock or... I don't know what Angle does with that, but every time there is some that sort of like headlock submission on him, he just somehow manages to stop the the blood flowing to his head. I'm not, I don't know how, but uh, for me, picks wise, I'm gonna go with Angle as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a continuation of this feud somewhere down the line, but uh, yeah, the. The hit the hero is going to make his return, and then possibly after winning this, he might think that he wants to be in the Hall of Fame. 
But I, I was partly thinking him handing the watch back was like, I don't deserve it yet. If I win tonight, then perhaps I do. Right. Sandra. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. Uh, Kurt's going to go over. Personally, I don't really think uh, if Rude were to lose, I don't think it would hurt him, to be honest. Uh, you know, having Kurt back after being uh, in rehab, you know, it's a good, good hometown feeling for to have Kurt Angle returning to TNA and getting that victory. Uh, so far in the match, it's uh, pretty much a pretty good back and forth between the two. As right now, Angle has now locked in the ankle lock as Rude is in pain. Well, I mean, just having, nice you know, by Rude. J- just having Kurt tap out on impact, you know, that that right there is like your indication that he's going to go over tonight. You know, I mean, and you're right. Bobby Roode doesn't get hurt by losing. So, and, and it could continue this possibly to the next pay-per-view, which is probably not going to be till next year. But they can do it on impact. We'll have to, we'll have to see. What's interesting is this is it. There's only one more match after this, and it's the the world title match, which is... No, we've got Magnus versus Sting. Right, right. My bad. Okay. Another <clears throat> yeah, match I'm looking... Basically, at. with the time, it's going to... T- each three of these matches is going to have to go about an hour and a half. In, no. You know, in total for the... No, in total for oh, the three. So. Oh, in total. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, three the way- matches in 90 minutes. <laughs> Jesus, man, explain yourself. I know, I'm like an hour. So, so we're going to be here another fucking four hours and 30 minutes? I'm like, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, we're going to make the pay-per-view extra long. Because, hey, if you're in Cali, it's only, what, six o'clock their time? Yes. James yeah. Storm hitting the bar, he's going to be in there for a while if it's on the Cali coast. <laughs> well, first off, he's going to be in the, uh, I guess maybe, well, he's probably in the, Backstage getting stitched up after that cut he, he suffered, but yeah, you're probably gonna drink his ass. Probably till he's drunk. Yeah. Anyways, back to the match. As uh, both Rude and Angle on the top turnbuckle, Rude was attempting to go for a backdrop off the top rope, but Angle was fighting back. Rude uh, falls off, lands in the in the ring. Uh oh. Like we might be seeing that uh, <laughs> that moonsault as Curtis preparing yeah, himself. Oh, here we go. On the top. Oh. And there it is. Oh, but Rude gets out of the way. And he locks in that cross face in the middle of the ring. Angle is nowhere near the ropes. And it looks like he might tap out here. No. No way. We're really angling this towards somewhere down the line, like some sort of ultimate submission match between the two. Yeah, but if this match ends now. He has locked in. Bobby Roo has it locked in really tight. Kurt now is... Oh, this is interesting. Guys. He's got Robert Roo's ankle, and he's got it. And now he's escaped and locked in the ankle. A beautiful reversal. Oh, angle. As Bobby Roo is in pain. That's how, he, that's how you do a reverse... That's how you do a submission reverse into a submission, people. See, and I almost hear some people in the IWC bitching about this match, but I think I can speak for the three of us. Yeah, it's been a slower pace, but it has been a technical fucking dynamo. If you wanted yep. your technical match for the night, this is it. Just br- Oh, as 
fucking wow. rude reverses back into the cross face. Wow. <laughs> again. That was a really good reversal by Rude. And yeah, I'll definitely agree. When this match was first announced, I thought to myself, this could definitely be match of the night. And so far, that's where we see it right now. Oh, no, this is school, oh, baby. Reverse into a pin. Oh, but Rude reverses into the crucifix pin, but kicks out at two. Bobby okay, Rube. what we just saw in the last three minutes was brilliant. <laughs> no, this is wrestling school, baby. Back into the crossface. Yes. Rude once again locking in that crossface in the middle of the ring. And we'll see we'll see another reversal here. Yeah, this is this is amateur wrestling one oh fucking one and kudos to Rude to be able to to pull this off against a guy like Kurt Angle. Wow. Just a credit to how good he really is. What makes me think oh, from that? Well, also you have to factor in that Kurt is you know, he's a veteran there, so you know, he's working with a guy that knows what he's doing in the ring. And that's where we're seeing some of these great spots. As Kurt Angle pulls out the angle slam in the middle of the ring. I was ring. just about to say that. Just from the position oh. that Rube was in, it was like, he's going to go for an angle slam, isn't he? And yeah, that's still brilliant, though. Wow. That's so far between the two. Oh, amazing. This is the one of the best. cameraman that got the Brook Ash shot uh, just got the... Uh... Kurt Angle no shot, apparently. <laughs> this is one of the best big, out of the two big companies, one of the best technical matches I've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah. We're seeing a, a fisticuff flying by both men exchanging shots right in the face. Well, that's fine. That's classic. Give us eight minutes of technical, and that didn't work, so let's beat the shit out of each other. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cool. Going for that German suplex and is still locking in his fingers, so Rue won't escape. Looks like he's going for another one. The question one. is, how many? I'm guessing it will probably be Frey. Uh-oh. Oh, Rude grabs the ref, distracting him, and pretty much kicks Angle in the junk while the ref is distracted. Oh, God, they're ripping off CM Punk. God damn, this pay-per-view sucks. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people this is what you know somebody's going to accuse us of saying in the chat because you know they were accusing us of saying how you know oh lady tapas and was that an f5 a rip off oh wow was that a fucking f5 by robert rude that was an attitude adjustment wasn't it holy shit it kind of looked like it it kind of rude like is cena yeah, someone log on to John Cena's Twitter account and see if he's bitching yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty let's sure he see if his Twitter account got hacked. Um. Did it? Did... <laughs> no. Wow, Rue going for another one. Angle slips out of it and ankle lock. Another, yes, another ankle lock here. Yeah, but is he going to ground it this time? Well, no, it looked, he doesn't. Uh, Kurt Angle is standing. It looked like he was going to grapevine it, but didn't. Oh, Robert Roode rolls onto his back, tries to kick Angle, but Angle still <laughs> holds on to it. Nice. Roode's pretty near the ropes here. Oh, there we go, grapevine. There it is. Angle is now laid on the middle of the ring with the ankle lock locked in. 
Rude is desperately trying to reach the ropes, but he's having a difficult time as he's trying to fight the pain. Reach, stretch, man, stretch. Oh, it's at his fingertips. Come on, dude, another two, three inches. You got it. He's getting into the position to tap. No. I do it here. Trying to fight through the pain, but I think he's... I don't know. I think he might pass out here. Oh, and that would be brilliant. Is this a stone cold? Rude has passed out. Is this a stone cold? It's not... Yeah, but I'd be fine with this. If Rude just passes out from the pain... Oh, we're lifting the arm here. Okay, now hold on a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Come on. Oh, come on. Now, now, now. Hold on a minute. The referee... (laughs) Oh. Oh, fuck. No, but that's genius. The referee had to make the count. And just by, like, fortuitousness, it was just... Because if you noticed, while he was passed out, his hand was just, like, inching inch by inch just ever so slightly forward so when the ref did do that count it was going to make him hit the ropes and cause the cat to count to be broke you know the submission to be broken no i have a problem with genius no i have a problem with that because it makes it a lot of people are going to interpret that even though this isn't the case as the ref trying to screw over kurt they shouldn't have did it that way I, i can't it's not ruining my enjoyment of the match but i wouldn't have done that 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 to me didn't work well anyway uh kurt angle was put bobby room on the top rope and oh my god i think he's going for a top rope angle slam off the top holy oh, shit. shit sorry this is this and 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 you see this is where it, this is where it doesn't cheapen that whole you know the passing out thing because that just happened what yeah, the I, hell? I, I get I get what you're saying. By the ref lifting up his arm, it allowed him to get that inch or two that he needed to, to, to you know, grab the top rope. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying what people are going to say tomorrow. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it, but... I, I can know, live with it's it. It's always a case where Rude is... Oh, my... I'm just... Please don't tell me that your best match of the night is going to be a double count out. No. Oh no, no. no way. Oh no. Brew gets up. Go for the pin. One, two. Wow, that's it. It's over. Bobby Brew gets the win after we saw Angle pull off the top rope angle slam. Brew <laughs> is the first person to get up and get the pin. Brew wins by a no offensive maneuver of his own. <laughs> oh. Oh, you want to talk anti-climax. Wow. But I got to tell you, the fans were very into it. You saw the fans counting, you know, with the referee. Pretty good moment, I'll say that. But, uh, you know what, to be honest, I have no problems with this. I really don't. But I'm a bit surprised that Brew got the victory. I would have thought Angle would have... I will say, as soon as we had that storyline bit with Sting an angle earlier the seeds were sown that's what I'm saying oh I'm not that thrilled with the ending I mean the match itself was brilliant but the the ending's a little bit weak with me I mean we, we could we could all disagree that's fine we don't always have to agree 
I just thought the ending was a little bit weak. I mean, Kurt gets that brilliant move and then can't get up. I mean, are we going to have a thing now where we're going to question Kurt's stamina on the following weeks on Impact? Or, I mean, how do you explain yeah, it? I, I think what they're doing, I think they might play up um, Kurt's neck problems. That's what I think what they might claim that. Yeah, the medical guy's in. Suffers some sort of single, yeah. That he might have suffered some sort of, I guess, singer after falling down, as we see a lot of the uh, medics attending to Kurt Angle. And, yeah, but as I said, they're attending to his uh, neck area as we see uh, more medical people coming to the ringside. And, yeah, that's what it looks like here. We're going to have to see a replay if we have to to see whether there was actually any sort of stinger. Well, I didn't see any. I didn't see the ref do the X. Did you guys? No. No. So I'm I'm thinking this... What it does do is it allows this feud to continue because if Kurt would have won, basically it's over. So I, I, I understand what they've done, but the, again, I'm not a big fan of the ending. And I'm, I'm, you know, here we go. Are we being worked or not? I'm actually hoping that this isn't something legit. I'm doubting it is, but I pray it's, you know, I, I hope it's not. I agree with Crelly though in the crowd. That match deserved a round of applause. Apparently, <laughs> nobody else on the front row thought so. Possibly because they're worried for Angle's safety. The, uh, but. Apparently, uh, Kurt Angle threw the neck brace when he got it. <laughs> All right, so then that tells us he, that this is a work, which thank God. But I mean, yeah. that, that. I mean, again, you know. All right, the, the match was great, but we'll have to see. Definitely, would I pay to see these two go at it again? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, all right, guys. A rematch. Yeah. Yeah, rematch down the road for sure. The next pay-per-view, perhaps, which I guess will be the next live. I guess it'll be around January, February. Genesis, yeah. No, no, I think they might leave it off for December. I really do believe they'll say for December before the year is over. Oh, they'll switch it. They'll change the timing a bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't well, think I guess, they have a... Yeah, that does make sense because then you'd obviously have a pay-per-view in March, a pay-per-view in June, a pay-per-view in October, and then to round off a year, like, December time. Yeah. I mean, that, you have to split them up. You don't want to have two or three... I mean, <clears throat> it's like this year, you know. It, it's been... So long since we've had a live TNA pay-per-view, and we've all wanted them to go to a lesser format. So I'm not bitching about it. But, you know, if they evenly space them, it works. As Kurt Angle is refusing to leave in the uh, stretcher as he's standing on his own two feet. I think I just saw Crelly. Is Crelly wearing the the Navy uh, Navy, uh, freaking burgundy top? Right, right. Yeah, the red top. Yeah. Yeah, but he a... gave he, he gave the match a round of applause at the end, and nobody else on the front row seemed to care. But I agree with him. There you go, and there you go, Kurt Angle, uh, raising his arms to the crowd as he walked by to the back. Well, I mean, the reaction is a problem with wrestling today. You know, unfortunately, a lot of your modern fans don't appreciate what we just saw. You know, you're going to get idiots on the IWC tomorrow going to say, "Oh, that was boring because it was pure wrestling." And to me, it was fine. I mean, I, I, I love it. I think we need more of it. Oh, it's another AJ moment. Yeah, it was a really great match. Well, guys, let's take okay. our, let's take a break, catch our breaths, take the next commercial break.
as we move on, Bound for Glory, excellent match between Robert Roode and Kurt Angle. We'll be right back with more Sunday Night Showdown with myself, Sandro, and Ashley right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Have you ever wondered how you can be even more interactive with the SNS Radio Network? Well, just like the WWE, TNA, and everyone else on the planet, we're on Twitter. You can check out the entire network at SNS Radio Network. If you want to hit us up on Unplugged, at SNS Unplugged. You can check out the whole indie show at TWIS underscore podcast. The Elite Force podcast at EF underscore podcast. You can check out my show at SNS Get In The Zone. And if you want to contact us individually, you can check out our personal Twitter accounts. I'm at Bronx Father. You can talk some wrestling with Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore JJSexA1. You can swim in the waters with Mark the Shark DiCarlo, at S underscore Tapley, T-A-P-L-E-Y. Harass the power Andy Knowles about The Miz, at the power underscore Rewind. If you want to challenge the Rasputin of sci-fi and gaming and <coughs> politics... Check out Mindwipe at Mindwipe. You can follow William Walkie Walker at Walker Views. And if you want to talk some old school wrestling, you can hit up Sean Beckerman of Beyond the Bell at Sean Beckerman at S-E-A-N-B-E-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. So don't be shy. Check us out on Twitter and be interactive right here on the SNS Radio Network. Stupid bird. Hey, everybody, the Bronze Father here. If you can't get enough of wrestling talk, conspiracy talk, and outright craziness, then you need to listen to Unplugged with myself and Jeff Jackson every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. Check it out, or you might just miss moments like this. takes a seat at the table with us when we meet, but also we leave an unburied slight edge of the hatchet that we've carried over the years. And other gutless and heartless God-fearing men urge us to lay rest forever. Face it. Neither one of us were ever any good at me. Stop it, Harmony. Stop it. Stop it. You're fucking me up. I'm trying to do this. Stop it. Go out of here. Go. Go. Leave the studio. Leave the studio. It's not my kids. It's my wife. Come on. All right. Let's try this again. 
my God. And impersonating the warrior, take two. All right, cool. Hey, Sid. Either one of us were any good at being bored or boring others. So coming prepared to kill one another makes an interesting backup plan. Should I lie on the lawn and get run over by the lawnmowers? <laughs> oh my god. Her laughing in the background sold it. I'm dead. I'm dead too. Anyway, oh, did I tell you guys how much I love the Warriors? Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we can both agree that we're Warrior Mark. So if you don't like it, fuck you. Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. Then he's get weak, whenever I'm around, they see me walk, they hear me talk, I make them feel like they're all cloud nine, just a sexy boy. All right, everybody, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown's coverage of Bound for Glory. I am the Bronx Father, along with the hosts of the whole indie show, Ashley and Sandro. And what the hell is going on? We've got an indie wrestling match. That's what we got going on. I guess so. I At first, I didn't know who the guy was, but apparently I'm being informed by our co-host, uh, Randy, in the chat. That, that is actually... Uh, Peter Avalon from PWG at the SoCal Indie scene. I really did not recognize him until Randy actually told me. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised here. Why are we having this on a pay-per-view? Well, oh, I because guess... it's the most important pay-per-view of the year. And, you know, the nephew's got to look good in front of Dixie, hasn't he? Yeah. So that's <clears throat> pretty much the point of this. I do like the fact, though, that when the camera looks out, there are two empty seats now suddenly in the crowd. <laughs> Somebody walked out. I mean, look, I get what you're saying, but I mean, you know, you pay 45 bucks for a pay-per-view. I mean, come on. I just, this is something you do on an impact. I just don't agree with doing this on a pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Plus your biggest pay-per-view as well. Exactly. I mean, I'll agree. I'll agree with that statement. I mean, WrestleMania, you're going to have two fucking indie guys, you know, debut on WrestleMania? No way. No. I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again tonight. It's all about timing and TNA's lack of it. Well, at least this hopefully takes away from the premise that Nephew will interfere in the main event. So far, I'll say these two have probably had a better match than um, the Bromans had in their title win. <clears throat> well, yeah. 
But again, I mean, I, I just, ah, a pay-per-view, nah. It's a time filler. I, I get what they're doing. It's a time filler. Does, doesn't that finisher look familiar? <laughs> Go on, Sandra. It looks familiar, I'm just saying. And this match is over as Nephew has won and simulates kicking dirt on his opponent. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to, you know, say anything, but look at Crelly's reaction. He's just sat in his chair, not really giving a damn. <laughs> I'm surprised Crelly didn't go out for a refreshment or something. What's that? I, I, I recognize that finisher, and I can't think why. Well, it's familiar because it's actually the finisher. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Dean Ambrose's finisher, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, the DDT. Style. Yeah. The front DDT. The, the opposite way. <clears throat> yeah. Th- th- this guy looks to me like he's like, I don't know, not too bright. I don't know why. Oh, he's a, he's a good talent. It's just. Well, then again, he yeah. is. T- to his credit, he's playing, he's playing a relative of Dixie. So apparently the mental idiocy runs in the family. So good for him for selling it. Now, now I'm annoyed because it's like, do I go with the veteran or do I go with the British guy? Because by the looks of it, next up, the main event mafia civil war, I guess you could call it, or I don't know, whatever. Magnus versus Sting. <clears throat> See, now wait a minute. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to go with the British guy." What kind of shit is that? <laughs> I don't know. Ashley's kind of like the black sheep because you got two guys here who are only like 20 miles from each other and me and Sandro. And Ashley's like fucking, what, a 10-hour plane ride or some shit? At least, probably. I don't know. (laughs) I'll make the trip eventually and scare you all. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck with that. We'll hook up. Because I ain't getting on no fucking plane, so I don't know about Sandro, but if you want the three of us to meet up, you got to come here. Bronx is Mr. T. He ain't getting on no plane. getting on no fucking plane. (laughs) Fuck that. Maybe you can ask uh, Crudley to hook you up. He'll probably get you a flight to New York again. Yeah, it's possible. Just as long as the FWE show doesn't have Stone Cold E.T. No, I think he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, th- this match is interesting, boys, because, you know, I've always thought that Magnus didn't fit into the Mafia, and, and here's the thing, so does he. I think that's where this is coming from. You know, he's been trying to prove himself so for so many weeks, and Sting says, you weren't a world champion, that's usually what we look for in being a Mafia member, but I believe in you, I see something in you, and then over the last two or three weeks, if you've been watching Impact... It's like Magnus resents the fact that Sting feels he needs to keep helping him. And the psychology of this makes sense, which I like. But it's going to be interesting to see what goes down because I'm thinking full-fledged heel turn for Magnus. You know, the funny thing is that the original plan uh, for Bound for Glory was to have Magnus be in the main event in the world title match. But 
I guess they decided to switch that and put AJ into the world title scene. Because they decided, oh, the internet got wind of his contract situation. Let's use it. Well, yeah, and you're talking about possibly having a world champion, you know, with, with no contract. He's got your belt, but he technically doesn't work for the company. So, an interesting CM Punk-esque concept. As Magnus is coming down to the ring. Um, I look for this to be a good match. Um, Stink can still go. You know, even though he's is a little Magnus's bit older. Is Magnus' logo on his trunk supposed to look like, like the NBA thing? <laughs> You're right. The NBA logo is exactly like that. It's like the white shadowed figure with blue and red on either side of it. Hmm. Yeah, he's right. We're copying WWE. Shaq comes out and interferes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you mean WCW. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because the interesting thing here is, oh, wow, I think we know what T-shirt Sting's going to be bringing to the UK tour in January. <laughs> Pretty cool T-shirt. Yeah, I want one. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Take my money. Take Ashley's money. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Crowley will buy like ten of them. Oh yeah. It's see, it's very rare in major pound, major pay-per-view kind of stuff where Sting put somebody over. But in essence, I think if this if Sting is going soon, this is going to be what Undertaker does when he retires. Somebody that Sting thinks deserving of getting the push will get the acknowledgement, and you know that kind of gives away my quick, quick pick. I actually think Magnus is going to win this. Well, I mean, they could go a totally different direction than what I'm thinking, and you're right. You know, Sting puts Magnus over. Magnus, they shake hands, they hug, and everything's, you know, good with the world and main event mafia. It's possible. But, you know, there's also my scenario where fucking Magnus just turns full-fledged heel. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll give my... I guess... I guess I'll give my quick... uh, My quick pick, excuse me. Um, Yeah, I think... Magnus needs to go over to make him, uh, I guess, a, a big deal uh, when he moves up to that main title scene. And it would make sense because, you know, you have that UK tour coming in in January. So it would make sense to have uh, Magnus go over a guy like Sting, who's a big, big star in the wrestling scene. And I, I'm going to say this right now. Whether he, he does a heel turn or not, I think for the rest of uh, for the rest of the upcoming months, I think they should put Magnus in that world title scene, and come in January, they'll have that title match in the UK and probably put Magnus over, you know, being the first UK world heavyweight champion. Yeah, I again, can... go on, Ez. Well, no, it's it's kind of we talked about earlier how TNA always and does the uh, one-upsmanship. You know, they're trying to do it before 
I would have. I was going to say Wade Barrett, but I don't think that will happen anytime soon. Well, I mean, even before you guys became hosts, you've been listening to the network for a long time. You're familiar with the Sunday Night Showdown curse, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to make it a three-way here, and I'm going to... Oh, fuck. Okay. Clean sweep. Um, clean sweep. I'm going to make it a clean sweep and say that I've got mm. Magnus going over as well. So, which means, most likely, Sting's your winner. But we'll see. The curse has been broken a few times. We'll see. I think it happened quite a lot on the Battleground pay-per-view a few weeks back. Yeah. We agreed on... Oh, wow. The camera, the camera for that one bit just went weird, and all I was getting was like green matrix code. I thought, okay, Neo's taking over in San Diego. Yeah, man, shit. Imagine they fucking paid that shit. That'd be a boon for TNA. You have fucking what's his name, uh, Neo, come out, dude. None of this is real. <laughs> Please see my movie Forty Seven Ronin in theaters. Please. <laughs> so let's see I've derailed this show two times thus far yeah well it happens can I kind of put it back on the tracks a bit because I want to talk about that what we saw when we were in commercial and Bully Ray talking to people that may or may not exist <laughs> because it was, I guess it was kind of like in the shower blocks and whatever yeah know like that's possible derailment there, people. But uh, he was basically seemingly talking to three people, saying, everybody thought you were dead. Everybody thought you walked out. And you, they never thought I'd get back together with you. So I'm just thinking that this could be some sort of psychological work. If not, if the Aces and Eight suddenly get to about 17 new members tonight, um, it really is a case of Aces and Eights has just gone... It doesn't need a seventh wind, in my opinion. Aces and eights needs to die. I mean, they really... Obviously, you know, I, I mean the group. They need to fucking die. I mean, it, it's three members. You know, you go from, you know, 20 members, 17 members to, to three. And, and, I mean, it's just... It's laughable now. This is your biggest pay-per-view of the year. This is your WrestleMania. Here's where you pull the trigger. Here's where you take old Yeller out into the shed and you, unfortunately, do what you got to do. And this group needs to go. So, I mean, we'll see what happens in the main event. Uh-oh. Seeing as uh, locked in the Scorpion Deathlock here, right in the middle of the ring, as Magnus is uh, trying to fight through the pain. Wow. Magnus trying to fight out, but Sting uh, putting more pressure into the legs of Magnus here. And he's right in the middle of the ring. That's the thing as well. It's... Oh, Magnus managed to, to fight out of it. Both men are on the opposite corners, and oh, double clothesline as both men are down. Ref bump. No. No. No, <laughs> let's not have another ref pump. But, you know, 
this match is interesting because of, of like I said, the the dynamic. You talk about another group that's, I'm sorry, kind of laughable. I mean, the main event mafia isn't, they're not what they used to be. You know, it's TNA, you know, rehashing old shit again. And I'm thinking that, you know, you really need to stop doing that. We've had the main event mafia before. We've had, you know, a powerful aces and eights, which is now a weak aces and eights. I'm thinking these groups, both of them need to go. And regardless of the outcome of this match Ooh. tonight, it, it's the ending of the main event mafia. Then kicks yeah. out of the uh, Mishinoku driver as Magnus with a, a lot of a uh, full head of steam here. There was one epic thing about the original main event mafia stable back in the day. From it, we did get the uh, legendary Queen Charmel versus Jenna Maraska match. Wow. Yes. I didn't say legendary for good reasons. (laughs) (laughs) The best bit was when Awesome Kong got slapped, and when she turned her face back around to Jenna Maraska, she basically went, what the fuck did you just do? (laughs) Ooh, splash into the corner onto Magnus by Sting. Sting a splash. As once again, Sting going for that Scorpion Deathlock again. He hasn't gone for the drop. He's gone and for he's got quite it. a few locks. He's got it locked on, and Magnus is not that close to the ropes, boys. But he's Magnus. crawling. Magnus trying to reach for the ropes. He's almost there, and... Oh, no, but Sting pulls back. Crawling to the middle of the ring. It doesn't look like Sting has the, the death lock to fly properly, but... Yeah, right? Doesn't right. it, Sandro, doesn't it like look like it's not locked in perfectly? Yeah, I agree. He's doing, it, he's doing a Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. <laughs> he's not locking in the move properly. Magnus makes as, it. Yeah, as Magnus managed to reach to the ropes, and Sting is forced to let go. Sting going for that Stinger splash once again. Oh! Nice counter by Magnus hitting a European uppercut. Sure, Ruken. Oh, and he hits the uh, reverse DDT on Scorpion Death Drop. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Magnus is stealing finishes. Magnus is on the top. WWE 13, people. (laughs) Oh, nice elbow drop off the top rope onto Sting. Go for the cover. Two. Oh, Sting kicks out at two. That was a nice elbow drop by Magnus. Shit. Yeah. Really nice. And Sting was on the opposite side of the corner, so I, I thought Magnus was going to miss or something. Oh, Magnus is a badass, man. I mean, Ma- Magnus, I have no problem with saying I'm a fan. I mean, he's he's really a talent that TNA has that, you know, they need to utilize more. I mean, he's been around for a minute. He's very good at what he does. And, I mean, Sting, still, for a guy who's in what, man? God, his mid What's Sting in his 50s now? Yeah, I believe he's in his 50s. I mean, God, he's... You know, you talk about the comparisons. We talk about Sting and Undertaker at WrestleMania, not to switch over to WWE mode, but you talk about two older motherfuckers who can go. The thing is, Sting doesn't stop. He doesn't take a break. Uh, Sting was going for the uh, Scorpion Death Drop, but Magnus is fighting back with those vicious elbow shots as Sting is down. 
after receiving those elbow shots from Magnus. That was that was Ric Flair esque. It was standing yeah, up for about thirty seconds and then flat yeah. on the face. Yeah, tribute to Ric Flair. As I'm getting a good look at how badass that shirt really is. You know what? I'm a US USA guy, but that shirt is fucking badass. TNA might have a winner Not on TNA. their hands. <laughs> they they might have a winner on their hands with that shirt, I'm telling you right now. As Magnus is I think attempting a uh, a Texas clover leaf. And he's got it locked in, in the middle of the ring, as Thing is uh, fighting through the pain. I was really attempting to reach the ropes here. See, what I'm kind of wondering, because he's, he's English, whether they're going to call it the St. George Cross or something, because, you know, it's not very Cloverleaf. I wasn't expecting this match to be as technical as it's been. I mean, it's really been, you know, kind of like... It's almost like you saw Angle and Rude. That was very technical. Again, here, a very technical. Oh, as Sting taps out. Magnus wins. Magnus Fire goes submission. over. Very well done here. And the curse is broken. Wow. We all three had Magnus, and, and there you go. That's a very good move by TNA. I will say that. You know, on the one hand, I'm thinking that last match we had could have been eliminated and given this match a little bit more time. But on the other hand, I, I do realize it's Sting. And, and I don't think, and mind you, this is not a knock on Sting at all. But I don't think he has those 25, 30-minute matches in him anymore. I mean, it makes sense. You know, I, I mean, would have liked to have seen it a little longer, but for what it was, it was a good match. Definitely a good match. See, now I'm just wondering if Bronx's prophecy is going to come true with the uh, the heel turn. Mm, I, I'm kind of thinking I'm wrong because he won. I mean, why would you turn heel when you've proven yourself? You won. He's made his statement. You know, I'm looking for a handshake here. You know, Sting's going to say, okay. Okay, kid. Well, not really kid, but compared to Sting, kid, you got me. Yeah, but you notice there, Sting pulled him down because he wanted to thank him. And what did Magnus do? Walked away to the opposite corner. As Sting uh, puts his hand out, and Magnus shakes his hand. Yeah, but look at it, guys. Let's Let's break it down psychologically. This wasn't a... I love you, bro, Pass, you know, passing the torch kind of moment. It was Magnus giving him a quick slap handshake and saying, okay, and yeah. walking off. Yeah, I, I definitely see uh, Magnus being a bit cocky after his uh, his big win. And uh, I think he could become heel after that if they want him to turn or not. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, Could we not I, have? Sorry, Sandra, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I really hope that they put Magnus into that world title scene from now until their UK tour next year in January. Could we not have a little bit more of Sting before showing this? I mean, you could have given Sting another fucking 30 seconds in the ring. I mean, you know, letting the fans give their appreciation. They switched to this. I mean, all right, yeah. I'm down with AJ Styles, but I mean, come on. You just cut away from Sting. That... The production there, I have a little bit of a problem with. 
I've kind of just realized what I think is going to go down long term. What have I said about the UK tour? The show that they're doing in Glasgow on the Sunday is going to be broadcast live on British television, allegedly. Wouldn't it be great if the British had the, the world-exclusive coup that they had Magnus become champion on British television live? Putting it out there. That's where their that, bread is buttered, man. That would be a good move on their part. B- by the way, who purchased that tie for fucking Tanay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have an idea, tie? darling. It's fucking hideous. <laughs> it's hideous. Man. Well, who are you, the pageant police all of a sudden? No. <laughs> no, but I know ugly when I see it. The Bronx okay. Farmer in I also know police. I also know stupid when I see it, which is why Taz is on my screen right now. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fine. <laughs> I want to I want to make that into a TV pilot now. Bronx is the fashion police. Is JB you're wearing, you're wearing a feather boa, Hulk Hogan? Piss off! Is, is JB wearing a toupee at this point? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It looks like he's wearing one, doesn't it? He's he's borrowed Howard Frankel's Hair Club for Men pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Well, yeah. it looks like we're uh, setting up for the main event here for the uh, TNA World Title. Yeah, I mean, it, this is the one where, wow, you, you want to talk about controversy. I mean, I can't even begin to think what might happen here. It's going to be very interesting because it has a lot of, no pun intended, impact on the future of TNA, what they do right here. Did AJ sign a contract? Did he not mm-hmm. sign a contract? What they're going to do here is going to be very, very revealing. So, I mean, I've, I don't, I don't even count Saban's title run. I mean, let's face it. Bully Ray has been the champ for a while now. Um, There's so many ways it can go. You've got AJ winning the title, walking out through the crowd, Dixie boo-hooing in the middle of the fucking ring. And then that can give you some great storylines on impact for a while. Or... Bully Ray retains, which does nothing. Well, uh, I guess I should mention this on the air since I told you guys before we started. There is a uh, big rumor, and this is just a rumor, that has been going around the IWC since this morning. The word is that the plan is to have AJ win the belt, walk out of the arena with the belt, and apparently uh, might defend the title in Japan with the uh, newly formed uh, Wrestle One promotion that is being run by uh, Keiji Muto. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, a few weeks ago, Jeff Jarrett managed to have an uh, uh, interpromotional uh, agreement with this promotion. And uh, I think on their last, uh, TV uh, show over there in Japan, Jeff Jarrett was involved in the show. And there were talks of having 
talent exchange between the two promotions. Now, the, the supposed rumor is that AJ might defend the title in that promotion, but there were also talks of TNA trying to work out a deal with New Japan. So uh, I guess AJ would defend the belt there since New Japan is the biggest promotion over there. Whether or not this will happen will be remain to be seen. But it is interesting if this was the case. Well, and like I said earlier, you know, my problem with that is, you know, what what does that mean for Impact? You're not going to have your world champion on Impact. The other thing is, we all talked about this earlier, about how it, it, it's really reminiscent of what happened with CM Punk a few years back. The thing that would be different, however, is, and I will be fair here, if AJ walks out with the title and every week they show these vignettes on Impact, which is what we wanted to see from CM Punk. If we see AJ defending the title here, defending the title there, you know, AJ's traveling the world with the TNA world title and he's defending it in different venues, I I would pretty much be cool with that. I I think that could be a great dynamic. You have Dixie come out being her usual idiot self every week and just being fucking on fire and so upset that her title's being held hostage. If you're going to continue this shit with Dixie, that's a possible way to do it. And again, it's just a rumor, but it could work. It could theoretically work. But we'll have to see what happens. If AJ comes out with the title tonight, then yeah, that's a definitely uh, definitely plausible rumor. Yeah, uh, they would be doing something WWE didn't do in having Punk uh, when he had when he left the belt two years ago, defended it elsewhere, which didn't happen, and he came back like two weeks later. So, you know, if TNA were to do this, I I think, and I'm gonna be uh, really surprised to say this, but they will actually be pulling something off right. Well, I mean, I'll bring out a little bit of my indie knowledge here. The the thing is, to reestablish a relationship with Japan, if you remember, wasn't there some incident where Bully and um, Devon had the New Japan titles or something, and they defended them without New Japan's permission? Remember that whole shitstorm? Yeah. yeah, in 07, yeah, w- wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was in uh, 2000, 2009, if I'm not mistaken. What happened was uh, the Douglas got the the tag straps from New Japan. Uh, they defended the belts in TNA, but they dropped the belts to, uh, I believe it was Doug um, Magnus and uh, Doug Williams. And when New Japan found out about this, they were super pissed because TNA did not inform them about about them wanting to do a title change, nor did they ask for their permission to exchange the belts. And that's why New Japan got so hot. They were pissed, and they wanted the belts back. So the uh, British Invasion quickly dropped the belts to the Douglies. The Douglies went off to Japan, and they dropped the titles immediately on their first defense over there. And that's what pretty much killed their uh, working relationship uh, with New Japan. Right. And, you know, you talk about maybe Jeff Jarrett possibly coming in again at some point where he's the saving grace who takes over from Dixie. But 
I'm predicting, we're not going to give our quick picks just yet, but I'm predicting that there's going to be a whole lot of bullshit going on in this match. Well, with that tease that they did in the lock, the lock rooms of other people being in the um, the corner, or you know, being in Bully Ray's, I guess, posse or whatever, there's something that could happen. Well, what I'm wondering is, and I spoke to JJ about this off the air the other day, is that <coughs> bounty on AJ still? Valid? I don't think so. No, Bullery got it. He got that bounty on Thursday. No, what happened was AJ threw the money everywhere. The yeah, money went the flying. The TNA ring now owns that $50,000. Right. Of Monopoly money. So I'm kind of <laughs> thinking that's off the table. But I think Dixie's going to interject herself into this somehow. Or one of now, her cronies. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but... <laughs> Didn't uh, Bully get the briefcase and when he got the money, he decided to uh, make it rain on Dixie by throwing the, the money in front of Dixie, Dixie on Thursday? No, it was actually AJ that did that. Oh, it was AJ. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. Is, I just noticed AJ Styles is in pink boots. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure TNA is doing their thing for Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well. So, I mean, you know. No, yeah. but as soon as I saw the pink boots the first time, I, all I was thinking of was Bret Hart. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just... Imagine fucking Bret Hart comes out. Uh-oh. Look who's refereeing this match. Oh, Hebner. Has he got any history with uh, <laughs> being in controversial matches? I'm telling you right now. If, if, I, I hate the fact that you fucking said that, because <laughs> if they do something like that, where freaking it ends up with freaking bully, you know, ring the bell, ring the bell, and AJ spits in Dixie's face, and we never see him again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but you know who I blame for that? The fans in the <clears throat> audience, because for that, while we had that 15 to 20 second lull before... You know, Ethan Carter the Third came out. The fans were chanting at Tebner, "You screwed Brett." Well, everybody um, likes to do that, anyways. Is just, that uh, ever going to end? No. Nope. It's never going to end. How? When he does the live events, he sells T-shirts that say "I screwed Brett" on it. Oh, I forgot about that. That's true. That's basically <laughs> his slogan. Now those are, those are his T-shirts he's selling, right? Not someone else's. No, that's it. So. Okay, just want to make sure. His probably, own personal merch. He probably felt it uh, on the back of his trunk. Wow. Yeah, that. Hey, look. If people ain't gonna stop, I'd cash in on it too. Fuck them. Yeah. Make a quick buck. I mean, shit. Fifteen, twenty years. This has been. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be of the mind that that's not going to happen tonight, but I'm just saying, being Ashley brought it up, it, it, it worked its way into my subconscious, so who knows? So I'm kind of wondering as well whether Bully Ray knows what his name is, because his jacket just says Bully. Yeah, do you but know his who I says am? Bully Ray. I always wanted to 
going to work and do it. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, you're fired. <laughs> do you know who these other two guys who are the last members of my club are? Um, one, but, but, one was Mike Knox and the other's the son of one of the people that produces the thing. By the way, I love AJ Styles to death. Dude, you need a haircut. I mean, seriously. This you think he's auditioning for the remake of the remake of the Shaggy Dog? It's, how can AJ see? It's like his hair is legit over his eyes. He's kind of looking like the fake Undertaker from SummerSlam. His hair, his hair is that far over his eyes. <laughs> so, I guess the uh, big question is, do you guys think that we'll see an appearance by one Hulk Hogan? No. Hogan, no. Somebody else, probably. Yeah, someone Con- else Considering made. this is a no-DQ match, you're basically serving it on a platter. Right. And this was made a no-DQ match on Twitter, I believe, by Dixie. Darling. That's, yeah. that's a great way to advertise. So it's on Twitter. It's going to be a no-DQ match. Maybe you could have mentioned that last Thursday. Just maybe. Even quite, even quite a lot of the indie companies do better promotion than TNA does. Well, I mean, people, you know, people follow Dixie on Twitter, but I mean, it's like, you know, people know there's going to be a Sunday night showdown because we make sure we let you know we're going to be live, but it'd be like, you know, there's, oh, all right, there's no mention of us doing an SNS, and then suddenly I just go on Twitter with my, like, hundred pitiful followers and say, oh, we're going to do a Sunday night showdown this week. Well, they didn't mention this being a hardcore match until Dixie put it on Twitter where she said, well, you know, AJ, how dare you insult me like that? So this is going to be a hardcore match. Okay. Darling. Darling. <laughs> so, guys, quick picks. Who do you got and why? I'll tell you right now, I have a no contest. I think something's going to happen. It's a hardcore match, but I really think they're going to pull out some bullshit, and I pray to God I'm wrong. But but I'm seeing a no contest here where there's no decisive winner, and, and that, that I'm not saying the title's going to be held in abeyance. <laughs> but it's gonna something's going to happen that's going to make it up in the air. I just see them doing this. Big Show's going to come out, knock them all out, and suddenly Triple H isn't so pissed at him. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's my prediction. We'll see what happens, Ashley. Um, I'm going with AJ. I don't think they'll do it the CM Punk style, but I think it's probably going to be AJ's life is going to be made for sort of a living hell the next couple of months. They're They're trying to make, obviously... AJ, a Stoke, a Stone Cold esque figure, you know the one that's, you know, on the bad side of the people in charge, and the people in charge are going to try and make his life a living hell as much as possible. I I think that's the angle that they're going. That that's what I basically thought was going to happen, re- pretty much six months ago when he started being all moody. It's what I said 12 months ago when 
AJ lost that match, which meant he couldn't title, he couldn't challenge for the title for the next 12 months. I said AJ would be your next world champion or, you know, at Bound for Glory the following year. And I think I'm sticking with that. AJ will win. Okay, Sandro. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with AJ. Uh, I think it would be interesting to see if uh, this rumor were to come true. I think that would be very interesting to see uh, AJ uh, defending the bell in other places. Now, granted, you have to put in the factor that AJ signed a extended contract that will go through December. Now, whether they will work out a deal between now and December will remain to be seen, but I, I do see uh, AJ winning the belt and leaving to try to defend the belt elsewhere. Bully Ray has the hammer and AJ got the fuck out of Dodge. Thanks for interference, though. But... <clears throat> oh. Oh, AJ stops a Bully from hitting with the hammer as the hammer uh, falls off of Bully Ray's hands. And now AJ is, uh, he has the hammer in his hand. Perfectly Looks legal. At it. What, why is Hebner trying to wave him off? It's no DQ. Oh, oh. Bully stops him and gives AJ a big chop to his chest as AJ is down in, in the ring. Stop. Hammer time. Not yet. The hammer is precariously on the edge of the ring. Why, why don't they use one of those stubby hammers? You know, it's smaller, it's easier to conceal. Huh. How do you know about concealing weapons? Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently those stubby hammers are like on special offer in the supermarket. Are you guys getting every so often a TNA cameraman like dies? <laughs> it's like we have the scene, the camera goes black, and we switch to another cameraman. It didn't go black, it went grey. Right. Perhaps yeah. that was in honor of Fifty Shades of Grey. As Bully, Ray, as Bully Ray is making those uh, Hulk Hogan uh, trademarks with the hand pretending to listen to the fan. Darling brother. <laughs> and, don't, and don't forget, we have Terran on the outside as well. Uh, not not Terran, excuse wow. me. Brooke <laughs> Tessmacher on the outside as well, so... You know, who who knows? She might get involved, you know, at some point, too. That is true. It is a no DQ. Right. As AJ is just challenging Bully to hit him harder with those, like, chops to his chest. Oh. Bully hits him again, and AJ gets right back up. No sell. Challenging him again to hit him harder. You can actually kind of see the mark slightly on his upper chest where he is being slapped. <laughs> bully and just slaps the piss out of a bully right. Oh, I want a right hand by Bully. And it takes him down with a big clothesline. Bully looks like a fucking animal, man. I can't believe the shape that this motherfucker's in. You go back Damn. like Damn. You see those walls on AJ's chest? <laughs> Well, I mean, look, man, you guys both know as well as I do. It's been it's been known in the wrestling industry for years. Bully's a stiff motherfucker. So he, he's he's not going to pull anything back. No, he, he's damn. He, he, he left the marks. Damn, that's pretty hard. 
that could be that could develop into quite quite an interesting bruise for uh, Twitter later on tonight. Here comes uh, Mike Knox in the ring. It's Ginger Beard. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder why the fuck Knox is still, you know, behind Bully. I mean, it's just. Bully didn't save them Thursday. You know, again, at some point, this whole shit's going to come crashing down. And if Bully loses the title, that's a perfect way for, you know, Nux and, and Bischoff and Briscoe to say, hey, you're not the champ anymore. Why the fuck should we listen to you? Where is Bischoff? I don't know. I don't see Garrett out there. He, he disappeared. After <laughs> slipping that hammer, he's like, yeah, I don't want any part of this match. Who knows? Bully, uh, Bully Ray get into the face of Earl Hebner for not counting so fast. As Earl Hebner's, uh, I guess, yelling back at Bully Ray. Oh, he's really pissed. <laughs> Remember uh, what I did to Brett? I'll do the same thing to you, motherfucker. Ref bump. Ref bump. Oh. <laughs> Bully Ray was attempting to clothesline nuts, but... Oh, AJ with us. Oh. AJ almost got the win, but uh, Bully Ray kicked out. Yeah, so, man, I I don't know the outcome. Well, already we've got interference, so that's part of your four down picks right there. I mean, obviously, we knew it's a no-DQ match. We've had Nux in there thus far. We've had the hammer. Ooh, AJ gets dumped to the outside pretty roughly by Bully Ray. On the hammer. (laughs) Yeah, the hammer's right there. AJ. Pick up the fucking hammer. He's going to do a CM Punk and randomly hit it in his head. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a Thor, man. Somebody needs to get smoked with that hammer at some point. No, it's, it's not Mjolnir. No. It's, it's a little Mjolnir. smaller than Mjolnir. It's Home, it's home Depot. <laughs> oh, shit. And on the outside, Bully Ray has the hammer. Why is... Earl getting so pissed at this. It's a no DQ. He can have the hammer. I guess he doesn't want to see too much violence, I guess. I like the fans already chanting, we want tables. Screw the hammer, we want tables. <laughs> Uh-oh. Bully Ray, uh, looks like he's going to... Oh, no, but... <laughs> Bully was attempting to hit the hammer on AJ's face, but AJ manages to hit it into Gurry as uh, Bully Ray is lying... On the, uh, I guess, the Spanish announcement table, I guess. I don't know. For a minute, I thought he was going to, like, hit it on the ring bell, but the, the ring bell guy took the ring bell away. Bastard. I, I, thought, <laughs> he was, I thought he was going to try to smash AJ's hand. TNA has a Spanish announce table? <laughs> no, I think that's the water table. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think this... When, whenever they've had the Spanish announce table, other times it's like been tucked away, hidden in the back, as if they're ashamed of it. AJ uh, looking to do damage here. He's inside the ring. Bully oh, is no. out on the table. He's AJ on the top rope. And oh! oh, oh. <laughs> Nobody's there. Bully Ray gets out of the way. And AJ crashed and burned right through that table. Holy shit. AJ just won a year's supply of nothing. That table just exploded. Here's the replay. Wow. Holy shit. Another replay. From the- Unbelievable. 
Yeah, but you know why they use that table, don't you? It's because the announce table is actually a legit table and it won't break. Okay, a AJ's selling here that he's hurt. Well, well, he might not be fucking selling after that move. Okay, Bully Ray has ripped the entire apron off. I've never seen this before. Looks like, uh, I guess Bully Ray wants to destroy the ring, I guess. Wow. The entire... What the fuck is Bully he's doing? He's got like a box cutter. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, 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 he's bearing the boards. We're going old school. No padding here, people. Mm. Somebody's going to get bumped on looks wood. Like you're right. Looks like you're right as uh, Bully Ray is uh, exposing the ring with uh, the board that's under it. What is he, fucking New Jack? This is this could be very <laughs> Holy shit. Bully has the, the whole corner <clears throat> of the ring exposed, the wood underneath. Now he's getting rid of this padding. yellow padding, yeah. I guess this is kind of helping the ring crew. It means less for them to do when the thing's over. <laughs> no shit. He's already taking it apart for us. Brilliant. Okay, kudos to TNA. I've seen Bully do this before, but never to this extent. He's literally got, like, a whole quarter of the ring exposed. The wood yeah. planks underneath. This is sick. Yeah, for those not watching the show, he's got, like, the upper right corner of the ring exposed. It's interesting. There's a, the oblique, even though we're in Cali... There is still an ECW champ. <laughs> Somebody's going to pick up that padding and sell it on eBay. It's a shame Crowley doesn't have us in his ear. Because then you're just like, what have you got in your baggage, sir? Why have you got this weird padding? You don't want to know. <laughs> Imagine if this wasn't planned and you see Dixie going nuts backstage. God damn it, I told you guys I can only afford one ring. Bully Ray. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Bully Ray is calling the somebody to come out. See, when he said there's somebody that you so you thought he was dead, I'm wondering if somehow Anderson is still in Aces and Eights despite everything that happened. What about Devon? Nah. <clears throat> you think? They thought you were dead. That's oh, all. I'm God, I want to die. Dixie, Dixie is out, and she doesn't look uh, happy, I guess. She looks worried. Why does Dixie look like Majin Buu? What the <laughs> fuck is she wearing? Oh, come on. That's, that's very ridiculous right there. She's, she's wearing this, this fucking tank top-like thing with a white skirt. Oh, God. Someone call the fashion police. Oh! I thought that was you. <laughs> yeah. The apparently not. The uh, anyways, AJ uh -huh. managed to get back up as he hits a, a flying forearm off the top rope. Yeah, Dixie looks scared shit. But AJ attempted to go off the top rope again and... I think Dixie's scared <laughs> shit because if somebody gets seriously injured here, she can't afford to pay them. Going for the cover... <laughs> What? Oh, Dixie telling Earl not to make the pin. <laughs> Here we go. 
Here we go. The smell of bullshit is coming through my window, even though California is four time zones away. They're all making the one count. They're all arguing. Ah. Uh, I was going for the two count, but Bully Ray kicks out. Wow. Earl's giving it to Dixie. She's still on the ramp, the elevated ramp that TNA has, which I must admit I like. And both men are down in the ring right now. Okay. It's a clusterfuck. And at some <laughs> point, that exposed part of the ring is going to come into play. I'm kind of laughing in the chat room because JJ said, how dare you make a Dragon Ball reference? <laughs> she so does, though. That's what she fucking looks like with that white, flowing, hideous fucking skirt. Come on. <laughs> I mean, shit. Why can't I make a Dragon Ball reference? Hey, I don't mind it, but, I mean, that's not what I see. Imagine if I get fired over a Dragon Ball reference. God yeah. damn it, Bronx. I told you never to mention Goku on the air. Oh! AJ oh, gets that body drop on that exposed um, corner. See, now AJ, his pain AJ. level is over 9,000. <laughs> right. That's two people fired. <laughs> Jeff in chat saying Earl is giving it to Dixie. <laughs> so that's three. For a third time. <laughs> that's three. As Bully Ray is dropping some fists on AJ Styles. Bully and Ray uh, climbing to the second turnbuckle. Looks like he's going for that big senton. You guys, you guys see Dixie taking a bump here. She's still on the ramp. Oh. Connects this time. Actually hitting that senton on AJ. Blowing Actually a kiss. Slightly on the padding. <laughs> Blowing a kiss to Dixie Carter. One, two. Kick out at two. Wow. It's a very surprise. This is a replay. See, this is seriously where you want Garrett Bischoff to be the referee. Because he must have the credentials because he was a referee. Yeah, but I mean, what's going to happen? If, if I mean, right now, Bully has the upper hand, but if AJ gets the upper hand back and tries to go for a pin again, what are you going to have, Dixie, break it up again? Oh, oh Bully's got the chair. Eddie hits AJ on the back. Ooh. Damn. This, is, this turned into an ECW match. As soon as she saw no DQ, he knew something was going to happen. There was oh. going to be some hardcore spots. Oh, another chair <clears throat> shot to AJ Styles. And that chair is bent. But wow. You see, Dixie chose the wrong chair. Tony had three shots to it and it's already broken. <laughs> Bully now just uh, getting AJ to get stand up. Oh, no. Looks like he's going for a power bomb here. No. Is he going for the bully bomb? On the exposed wood or... Tumbuckle. Got him up. Oh, AJ stands on his feet. Oh! Oh, Pele kicked by AJ. And Bully is down on the exposed corner. Yeah, but AJ can't capitalize. He's slow to get up. Yeah, he's pretty much banged up after those chair shots. <clears throat> yeah. And Dixie's... Uh -oh. AJ now has the chair. 
Whoa! Like, oh, shot right on the on the head of Bully Ray. I bully it down. Okay, so the band chair shots has been suspended for tonight. Apparently, well, no, that's WWE. Remember? No, TNA did it as well. <clears throat> yeah, they banned chair shots to the head as well. Yeah, but Bully uh, had his hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I have no problem with it. I mean, if anyone can take a chair shot to the head properly, it's Bully Ray. I mean, shit. I have no problem with that. Age on the top rope, uh, pointing to Dixie. 4.50, Spiral tap off the top rope and hits on Bully Ray. Going for the cover. It's One, two, three, and it's over. Oh. And we have a new TNA World Heavyweight Champion as AJ Styles once again wins the big one. Sorry, darling. Looks like the that. cameraman straight in Dixie's face. <laughs> yeah, the camera was like an inch away from our puss, and he was like, what the fuck? Puss, I said. Puss. Face. And Dixie is not happy. Well, let's see now. How much time do we have left? We have... Oh, none. We've got Barely nine any. minutes. It's over. Right. Wow. Well, so much for the people in the back that he was talking to. Uh, yeah. Unless, of course, that's happening. Oh. Dixie, uh, Dixie not happy, but uh, she does, she's, not, she's not crying, so I guess that's a good thing. Problem well, is, half the time when she's grimacing, it looks like she's smiling like she's happy for AJ. This is why she doesn't work in storylines. Well, that's what happens when you couldn't, you know, act your fucking way out of a paper bag. I mean, come on. I got to say, this was actually a pretty good match. I was yes. Here. Yes, yes. I don't have much of a problem with the outcome either. Um, I think this is the... <laughs> Someone call The Undertaker because this is the death bell for Aces and Eights. Aces and Eights is over. You know, whether they do what AJ... What you guys are saying, maybe the Japan stuff, whatever. This needed to happen. You know, th th this needed to happen because it allows you to kill this Aces angle once and for all. And maybe it'll allow you to kill this fucking stupid Dixie angle, too, at some point in the near future. I hope so. As we're seeing the uh, highlights from the match currently on the uh, TV screen here. And this Thursday, Earl Hebner gets fired yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's, he's, he's saved his integrity because after this, no one will remember he screwed Brett. <laughs> hey, after Scott Armstrong being laid off, I think WWE have got a vacancy left. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that bump onto the wood that AJ took was sick. Yeah. And, I mean, that chair shot to, to the head, I mean, shit. I mean, yeah, Bully got his hands up, but still. Uh, I was surprised they did that. Good match. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. I mean, it was it was a hardcore match, no fucking doubt. So, now we you have, as your TNA World Heavyweight Champion, a non-contracted guy, quote-unquote. As AJ is still in the ring here. Celebrating, uh, Bully Ray is uh, finally waking up here. Yeah, and Dixie's still trying to sell that she's upset again. 
even with no audio, it's not working. Yeah. And the fans are happy. You can tell right now on, on the screen here. They're very happy for AJ winning. Well, I mean, you know, you want to send your fans home happy. I'm happy he won. You know, I know I picked that there was going to be some type of, you know, no contest bullshit, but I'm fine with this. I mean, this is fine. It's what should have happened. People are applauding. And the best part is, being everyone hates Dixie Carter's character as much as I do, the big thing in this isn't so much that AJ won. Uh-oh. It's that Dixie is pissed. And now yeah. AJ is in the crowd. AJ is going and in the crowd. And he's leaving. Yep. Look AJ's in, my, the back, look the in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. I could just hear that music play into this. Yeah, AJ is running through the crowd. The fans are happy. Well, As, the, the fat security guy is chasing him, the fat controller. <laughs> Although I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. This is actually a good image yeah. to end the pay-per-view here. It's a really a good moment as the the pay-per-view is now ending. Dixie, try a little harder, please. I've just noticed. Why is it TNA Entertainment now? Even TNA doesn't care about wrestling anymore. That's L- TNA Entertainment LLC. LLC, limited, local, whatever the fuck that stands Company. for. Company. I tell you, God bless these fans, man. They're they're all over AJ, man. They they're loving it. Well, they probably only pay twenty bucks in those seats right at the very very back, and oh, they're yeah. getting the chance to hug bloody. That's true. Hey, they said it's tickets true. started at twenty dollars, even on the bloody banners for the bloody whole pay per view two weeks ago. You could have had Hebner walk out there, and they'd have been happy. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's broken down, people. It's broken down. Hey, those, those people, if they're sat in the right place, they, they had a pretty interesting experience. I'll say that. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to take a, our last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a post-show up until 11.30 Eastern time. little half-hour post-show where you guys can call in. Uh, and uh, I want to know what you guys think about the pay-per-view tonight. I thought it was okay. Uh, before we go to break, let uh, Ashley, Sandro, and myself give our letter grades real quick. Sandro, go ahead. Uh, I was entertained with the show. I'll say that. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give it a solid B plus. Okay, Ashley. I'm edging more towards a B because I just think some of the some of the things that they did in the early point, like the tag titles change, and the method of the knockout title really didn't work out but pretty much if it wasn't for the pretty much the last three matches well excluding the even Carter moment and whatever it would have got a much lower grade for me yeah I hear you uh, I'll agree I'll give it a straight up B um, it was by no means a horrible show um, some of the matches were a little shorter than I would have liked but uh, I, I, I get you know, the time constraints of putting on a three-hour show. They did go fairly late. They went two hours, shit, 51 minutes, which is pretty big for a pay-per-view. So I'll give it a straight B. Decent job. I think the outcome that we had was what we should have had. But with that said, we'll take a brief commercial break. We'll come back. Your phone calls, let us know what you think 
right here on Sunday Night Showdown's coverage of Bound for Glory 2013. We'll be right back, guys. Every week on the SNS Radio Network, enter a dimension of sight and of sound, of pro wrestling, of impact and smackdown. Every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, get in the zone right here on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, covering all things impact, all things smackdown. Tune in. But be warned, once you get in the zone, you can never get out. (laughs) Hey guys, this is Ashley. And this is Sandro. And we're here to make sure that you check out the whole indie show each week on the SNS Radio Network. As both of us, along with our other co-host Randy, cover everything that you need to know on all things indie wrestling. It's your place for all the most recent indie news and event results, reviews of the latest shows from all the major promotions, and previews for all the upcoming events. We also want your feedback on any indie stuff you may have seen as well. Plus, you know, you never know. You might even get a few paperclip references now and then. So for all that and much more, listen to The Whole Indie Show every week here on the SNS Radio Network. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes so buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the sns radio network it's go time Wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.
fan of the SNS Radio Network? Want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network? Well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore JJSexA1. These are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the SNS Radio Network. It's Johnny Devine, and you're listening to Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network, maggot. All right, back with more Sunday Night Showdown, the post-show. Bound for Glory's in the bag. I'm the Bronx Father, along with the guys from the whole indie show, Ashley and Sandro. Going to open the phone lines. Give you guys a little bit of time to call in. Let us know what you thought about Bound for Glory, 501-588-7957. Once again, 501-588-7957. If you have a Skype account, simply add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype and call us that way. So uh, there you have it, man, boys. It's in the bag, man. Pretty good show. Yeah, I'll definitely agree. I, I was very surprised. I uh, had a little bit of a little expectations, but, uh, you know, they proved me wrong. You know, pretty uh, solid show overall. Very impressed with some of the matches here. Some matches uh, could have been better, but, you know, still overall a pretty good show. Uh, just something I want to mention here real quick. Uh, just read this news report that apparently uh, a few people had some issues ordering tonight's pay-per-view. And uh, this is, of course, by uh, PW Insider or P. Windsor here. Uh, from Mike Johnson, uh, port- reports that a number of people who attempted to order tonight's TNA pay-per-view via Time Warner cable service were unable to do so, most no- notably in the Northeast region. So some sort of uh, technical difficulties with uh, Time Warner cable, as uh, I guess some fans couldn't watch tonight's pay-per-view. Oh man, you know time. Let me let me say this. I, I'm from New York, Sandra. I know you are too. Mm-hmm. Time Warner Cable, which basically covers Queens and Manhattan, they fucking suck, man. You know they really do. Their internet is shit. I, I just wow. You know, and, and it, that would be a shame if because of this cable company they do a lower buy rate. I mean. I hope that the TNA fans come down hard on fucking Time Warner if that's the case. Yeah, I never used Time Warner Cable. I've heard uh, mixed reactions from them. But, uh, uh, yeah, it kind of sucks to hear that uh, they had some problems with their cable service. And, you know, fans could have watched the pay-per-view. Damn, wow. See, I'm wondering how many of the people in the UK stayed up to watch all this. 
Because if they, oh, if if TNA provided, uh, like an iPay per view feed for international audiences, I think they'd be quids in. I don't, I don't know whether that's you know they can't do it because of the WWE contracts and everything, but I think even when they have the pay per views, you know when they say you can get the pay per views online, I don't think they are available in the UK. Even for uh, you know WWE stuff, because I remember asking a year or so back about <clears throat> I was contemplating, I think buying WrestleMania 28 was it? I think, and they basically said, "Oh, the price would be the same." So you know, it wouldn't be tran- it wouldn't be converted differently to uh, British money. So basically, I would have had to pay 54 pounds rather than 54 dollars in order to catch the stream. <clears throat> Which is just, uh see, 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 my thing is, I'm for iPay-Per-Views if these companies can get the technology down. I mean, obviously, you boys, I don't need to tell you the problems ROH has had. But I don't think it's limited to ROH. I think that the, the whole iPay-Per-View technology is, is broken at this point. You know, you need to make it reliable. You need to make it robust where people can order it and not be in fear that halfway through I'm going to fucking get cut off. So that's a I think at some point in 20 years it's going to be all iPay-per-view but not until they get the bugs out. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I I think currently iPay-per-view is uh not really the best uh outlet at the moment because almost any almost every any company that has any IP reviews, there's usually one problem or even more, and I think that just shows that IP review isn't the best thing to do at this moment. <laughs> JJ in the chat room says Vince had Time Warner pull the pay per view feed. He and and our truth are laughing right now. <laughs> God damn it. If, if only with timing, we should have asked that to. Uh, you should have asked that to Jesse Ventura. That's a proper conspiracy theory, people. God damn it, Vince McMahon was again. Yeah, I know. God um, damn it. <laughs> I'm just looking at Twitter, and most of the feedback for the pay per view is actually positive, even from the people that don't like TNA. I'm seeing a lot of positive reviews here. Well, I mean, good. I mean, they. They deserve some praise. They they did a good job tonight. I thought uh, I wasn't you know too thrilled with that whole you know this this Carter guy coming in, but I wouldn't have done it on a pay per view. But it wasn't long enough to annoy me. So I mean, okay, you know the ending. Now you've got uh, AJ Styles. You're you're. Huh. I'm sorry, Rock, but yeah, you're people's champion. So let let's see what happens, man. I mean it. It's going to be refreshing to watch TNA this Thursday and not see Bully Ray with the belt to see what they'll do with AJ Styles and like everybody else in the IWC and maybe just maybe we have to give Dixie credit for this <laughs> seeing her get fucked over I enjoyed <laughs> here's something that I think they should do now that we see AJ walking through the, the crowd I think what they should do for this week is instead of AJ appearing at the uh, the Impact taping, I think he, what he should do, he should send uh, 
video footage, send it to TNA and have the footage of, you know, AJ home with the belt saying, oh, you see this? Yeah, you're not, you're not going to see this for quite some time. I kind of keep doing that to build up uh, the continuous storyline between AJ and Dixie. Yeah, or, you know, Je- go on, Ashley. Jeff Hardy wins the belt and they bring back that weird belt again. Oh, God. <laughs> See, you know what? And and again, I hate to be the guy who's... I hope they don't do some shit where Dixie comes out next Thursday and says, well, that belt is now null and void and we're going to have a tournament for the TNA title. That's completely the wrong thing to do. You have AJ on video, like Sandro said, fucking with Dixie. Hey, Dixie, check it out. You know, see him pull a beer out of his fridge with the title over his shoulder. Again... Yes, CM Punk-esque, but WWE didn't capitalize on it. It's not mm-hmm. like TNA stealing it because WWE didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, Dixie cracks the beer, takes a sip. What do I do with this title? I mean, where should I go and defend it? I have no contract with you, so I can't come defend it right there on Impact. So what do I do? I think they have a potential good storyline here. And I think just to add something to that, uh, my theory, I think they should take another step. And, uh, you know, if he wants to defend the title in Japan, but I think what they should do is have AJ go through some of the top independent promotions, you know, like a, a PWG or an AIW or Ring of Honor, and have him defend the belt on their show and send that footage to TNA and show him on the impact uh TV, I think that would that would be a great scenario if they were to do that. It would be a bit of a coup if, let's say, final battle at Hammerstein Ballroom in December, AJ returns to Ring of Honor for the first time in what six, seven years, years? at least. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I I mean, you know, I I just feel that there's a lot of potential here. And now here's here's another thing I want to see. You know, while we're fantasy booking, I want to see Nux and Briscoe and Bischoff say, um, what happened, Bully? You know, Bully can't be (laughs) the Bully anymore. He lost that title. That was the proverbial glue that was sticking the little bit of aces and eights together. And And who the hell was he talking to? Yeah, I mean, what was all that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a word, word from my uh, inside the deep throat in the chat room. Uh, we need confirmation, Bronx, on uh, whether Earl is still giving it to Dixie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, JJ. Wow. <laughs> Leave it That's... to JJ to derail the fucking show. <laughs> and, uh, where's, everybody, where's everybody calling in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five zero one open guys, come on. Yeah, five oh one five eight eight seven nine five seven I'll end the shit right now. <laughs> I mean I gotta go to work tomorrow. I don't give a fuck, but well no, I slept till like two PM so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh to answer uh, Anthony's question in the chat, uh isn't there still uh, bad blood between Green Ronda and TNA? Um I would say not anymore. I think that's just died out, and 
I don't I, I don't think uh, Ring of Honor would have any issues uh, if you know now that AJ is champion were to appear on their promotion. But we'll see what happens. Jeff saying Bully Ray needs to change his name to Billy Ray, the illegitimate father of Miley Cyrus. Don't take my belt, my achy breaky belt. I tried to hit you with a chair, but I done lost my belt, my achy breaky belt, and AJ still has fucked up hair. Okay. See, that's what happens when you don't call in. I sing. (laughs) That's that's the punishment when you don't call in. I swear, all these singing moments from you, we need to put on a disc and we'll sell it on the SNS website. Yeah, that'll that'll sell about as well as this pay-per-view in a Time Warner cable operating. <laughs> Fucking. You know, can I just say this? What is with all these fucking problems with pay-per-views lately? I mean, is, is this really a conspiracy? I mean, first last month we had the WWE pay-per-view, a fucking blackout. You know, well, two we, weeks ago, no, it was it was this month. Okay, um, shit just got more real than I really wanted it to. Welcome to the SNS Radio Network, the man who is responsible for us being on the air tonight, and I'm sure he apologizes profusely for it. Mindwipe, the Rasputin of the SNS Radio Network. What's up, buddy? Well, you just want people to call in, so I'm calling in to say hi. So, hi. See you later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do me. That'll do me. Call of the year there, people. Oh. And the motherfucker hug up, too. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That just happened. We do have another victim, a caller on the line. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. (laughs) Who's this? Uh, it's Anthony. I had to call in after you were singing. I said, we got to end this before he does an encore. <laughs> wow. Who the hell did that quick call? My wife. <laughs> oh, God. That, that was fucking epic. That just happened. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's priceless. Good Lord. Isn't it like 4 a.m. where he is now? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Is it? I couldn't think. I could. I couldn't think of that on, on that timing. That's just brilliant. <laughs> uh, first off, I want to say you guys did another good job doing the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and like JJ, despite somebody in the chat room just saying shit about it. Um, yeah. In case anybody's listening to the archive and thinking we we're being negative, how much was I saying this is good? Or I think, you know, most of the times I was saying. I don't think this is the right move for them. I'm trying to give the reasons why I think a certain move would be better for them than the move that they went with. It's constructive criticism. Yeah, and um, I'm okay with um, for the Sting Magnus that Magnus won, but they can also continue this. They can say, like, Magnus saying, yeah, I find a show that I can beat somebody like Caliber Sting, but someone can go in his head like, how do you know Sting just didn't give you the win? He just tapped out. Oh, Magnus needs this. I'll tap. And have Magnus still have that doubt? Nah, I don't think so. I, I think what happened tonight, the way Magnus walked out, the, okay, that's not the way a humble guy 
you know, if he would have shook Sting's hand and they would have hugged and raised each other's arms. But when Magnus won, it's like his ego completely took over. He was like, yeah, that's right. I just beat Sting. Fuck everyone. And he walked out. And I could I could see Sting coming out Thursday and saying, wait a minute, dude. I mean, you just left me high and dry. We had a great match. You know, I wanted to give you your props and you just walk off like that and then have Magnus be a complete and utter dick. Magnus is going heel. I'm telling you, they planted the seed tonight. Yeah, they could do that or they have it where it's tw- he's like hinted probably being the heel and saying like he gets the title shot against AJ, whoever's the champion in the UK show. And then he fully becomes heel then and wins the belt. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it would be good if they have AJ go with the belt to other indie companies and like that. Like, him and PWG would be sweet or ROH. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, well, yeah, PWG would be interesting. Because hmm. obviously... Just imagine was quite... AJ going against speaking Kevin Steen. Imagine what Kevin Steen could say. That would no, be ima- imagine him versus Adam Cole. Oh. And of course, <laughs> there you can have it like it be a series because Cole's in Ring of Honor. Cole does stuff occasionally in um, AAW. I think he's moved away from CZW more now since uh, Callahan went. Plus, he signs that contract, so... Yeah, uh, he can't work for CCW since do, they do uh, pay-per-views. I do like the fact that Randy in the chat saying, uh, you know, tonight's show wasn't a whole indie show, so they can't completely shit on TNA. We can't completely shit on TNA tonight because two of their matches, including one dark match, was an indie match. Come on. Well, I mean, none of us shit on the show. I mean, again, no. it's creative criticism. We 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 got, you know, bees all around. I mean, come on. I mean, it wasn't. We're just going to call it like we see it. We're going to come out and we're going to say, this is what we liked, this is what we didn't like. I have in no way shit on this show, neither is Sandro and Ashley. It it was a decent show. TNA has something going for it because remember that knockouts iPay-Per-View? Well, not iPay-Per-View. That pay-per-view that they did, what, a few months back that was taped? Somebody that jobbed on that pay-per-view is now judged to be the best women's wrestler in the world this year. In Alyssa Flash, cheerleader Melissa, whatever you want to call her. She was on a TNA show. Okay, they probably got her in because they haven't got very many knockouts on their roster. But even they're acknowledging that there are talents out there that they are interested in. And clearly keeping tabs on. If I mean, if you did have Candice LeRae and Vader on the dark match tonight. And also, you know, uh, Michael Hutter making his debut against a pretty good in- indie guy in pretty Peter Avalon. And I think they shouldn't have you and Melissa be the person to help um, Gail Kim win the belt, not Lady Tampa, I mean Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Nando's Tapas. Wow. Melissa There's a new name right there. <laughs> But as it looks like, like the pay per view was at least decent, and I'm also it sounds like maybe the match of the night was still Rude versus Angle, and they can continue the whole probably Angle having that doubt like 
am I still able to go in the ring? Yeah, because just the fact that he lost from his own move, that really is kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, you had matches the night. Well, I mean, you, you, it's hard to say because if you're a technical wrestling guy, yeah, rude and angle. If you're a high-flying spot monkey guy, the X Division, you know, they had a little bit, just a little bit of everything. So, I mean, I thought it was well-balanced. Um, you know, I, I think it was decent. And hopefully, you know, the storylines on Impact will continue the little bit of an upward trend they set tonight. Yeah, and hopefully Dixon can get some acting lessons because, good Lord, I think China's films have more acting than she has. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you are in Hollywood. There's a lot of out-of-work actors there. Well, if you heard the freaking rewind, all the things that uh, the power said, I'm living porn country, so. Mm. Hey, that's, that's his opinion. <laughs> it's all about opinions. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. So I'm pretty much going to end my call. Except that. Be sure to listen to the whole indie show every week. There's your plug, you guys. <laughs> you plugged the wrong show, Anthony. Uh, you guys do the whole indie show, don't you? Yes. I'm booking your show, so yeah. Please edit this out. <laughs> you're not you, you're not paid to to plug shows. Are you getting paid? No. <laughs> but, but the point is, there's your problem with your argument, Bronx. Go back to the drawing board. Yeah, sure. But go promote some Twitter handles. Okay, and with that, Think about it. Anthony more just got of our own stuff, and TNA does done in the past twelve months. Oh, shit, Anthony just got disconnected. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Uh, sorry, Anthony. I have uh, technical... It looks like Time Warner managed to get control of the Skype call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Time uh, Warner just took over and just fucking cut Anthony off. That That's fucked up. Sorry, bro. Blame Dixie, fucking... Dixie got on Bronx's headset and said, Turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> wow but yeah I mean it, you know I'm going to wrap shit up you know if, if someone else wants to call you got a few minutes left but we're going to start wrapping shit up I mean uh, decent offering wrapping presents for Christmas yeah <laughs> lame I'm wondering if I should edit this down to like a 30 minute show or just keep it all in <laughs> It's fucking my wife calling in. Oh, I just wanted to call in and say hi. Bye. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no, that has to stay. <laughs> if, if these mysterious bits where you derail the show by saying, you know, uh, all, all your double entendres and everything, <laughs> and if they suddenly disappear, we'll know something's up. <laughs> all right. JJ had mentioned this the other day. He has labeled this the whole indie showdown. I love it. <laughs> Why not? Oh. Well, TNA might 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 be, you know, getting into that area. You you guys might be forced. Oh God, I pray for you to cover TNA because <laughs> who knows? God help us. Right? Well, while they've still got a TV product that can be seen by a lot of people, I don't think that's indie enough. 
When the TV deal dies, yeah, we might have to do a switch. All right, here, here's what's awesome, okay? This is one of those technical things that I'm going to give out on the air because it's so hilarious it needs to be addressed. Somehow, Mindwipe is still on the line even though he hung up. Did you miss me? <laughs> I'd never Sorry, answered your I'm, call I'm again. Quiet. Other people are sleeping around me. Ah, <laughs> uh, the beauty of Skype, my friends. The beauty of Skype. No, fuck that. How did you manage to rejoin the call without me not doing a thing? Because you never kicked me out of the conversation, dumbass. Oh, unlike what I Wrong, did to Farley. You forgot to reverse the polarity of a neutron flare. Right. Indeed. Right, right. Uh, it's not like Anthony, who Time Warner kicked out. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, this time, being serious, no uh, hanging up this time. But, you know, I just thought I'd call in and say thank you for all the uh, wonderful feedback we've had with the new streams and stuff. Well, yeah, now that you've probably threatened a thousand people to get this shit working right. <laughs> oh, I, I swear to God, I'm not going to go into any details on that, but believe me, it came close to it, trust me. Well, yeah. Um, but we, I actually I, I actually caught uh, the pay-per-view on, you know, obviously on the legal stream because I can't get it directly here in the UK. Uh, only for the simple fact I wanted to actually hear what your guys take on it and see what was going on. I'll probably get a legit copy, you know, later on down the line. But I have to admit, you guys did a fantastic job. You guys were also saying earlier that people were ragging and shitting on you in the chat room and stuff. I saw that while I was sat there for these last few hours. And I've got to completely disagree with what they were saying. You guys did a fine job. Jeff was saying earlier that, um, you know, you call it as you see it. You're the TNA fans. You know, those of us who are not big TNA marks, you know, obviously don't make viable comments and, uh, and rag on it. Because it's not our place to. But you guys did a fine job tonight. So don't take anything negative to heart. You guys did a great job. Again, I mentioned this on a Get in the Zone a few weeks ago, another cheap pop. That, you know, you've got these two circles of people. People who TNA could go back in time and fucking prevent World War II and they'll still shit on them. And then you've got this other group of people who, no matter how dumb or stupid a thing TNA will do, they will still praise them. And I think there's a middle ground where you just have to be objective. You have to be fair. And and that's that's what I try to bring to every show. And Sandro and Ashley have proved that they're willing to bring that to every show too. We criticized tonight and we complimented. So that's the every, way it should be. Every host on the entire SNS radio network brings that exact same aspects of the card. You know, and... Right. It, the, the term I believe you're looking for, Bronx, is fanboyism. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. There's, there's fanboys in all of us in some form or other. And there's yeah. anti-fanboys, certainly, as well, because I know in the chat room where I was uh, seeing the stuff, somebody said, if those of you think that was excellent, then you are basically being complacent. Because I would honestly say, to me, this was very much like Battleground. I had very, well, not very strong interest in the card. But after seeing the show, it was better than I expected. Probably on a par, it isn't as good as previous Bound for Glories over the past few years. But it was still an okay to average show, which to be honest, TNA kind of wants, considering it's the one of the only four times a year that they get to showcase their stuff live on pay-per-view. 
I think that's something like like Mindwipe said it perfectly. All the hosts on this network bring that. We, we don't. If you're a TNA fanboy and you expect to hear TNA ass kissing all night, you're not going to get that. You might as well tune out. If you're a TNA hater and you think that all we're going to do is shit on them, even when they put on some good stuff, again, this isn't the show for you. This is how we roll on the network, and and that's the bottom line. Because I fucking said so. Exactly. I'm going to jump in on that because I'm reading something that's in the chat room right at this moment where uh, Farley is saying, uh, you did shit on what Bronx was accidentally saying. No, I was made a funny. There's a difference from JJ. I have to agree with that because Farley, come on, man. You know, I've been making funnies all night in the chat room for crying out loud. You know, there is a big difference. And JJ is quite correct. So, you know... Like you said, bro, it's it's all a matter of perspective and it's a matter of opinion. Right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I am going to just finally say, you know, it's been a great show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I am absolutely shattered, so I'm not going to keep your time any longer. And this time I will go. But uh, stay tuned on the SNS Radio Network over this next week because there's going to be some great new changes for all those who listen to the live stream. So that's my little plug for the entire uh, evening. Great show, guys. I will leave you to it. And this time, I will leave the conversation. I'll see you later. <laughs> Take care, Phil. Thanks for all your hard work over the weekend, my friend. No worries, guys. Take care. Bye Peace. Now. Take it easy. Cheers, Phil. All right, guys. Well, I guess we're going to shut it down. Uh, thank you both for being here. Make sure you check out all the shows on the SNS Radio Network, both podcasts and live shows. Let me start it off with the big one. This Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain, unplugged with myself and, of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Besides your live coverage of Raw and NXT, you will get a nearly hour-long interview with Jesse the body Ventura. I will tell you right now, this guy is deep. He is controversial. He is amazing to speak to. You're going to get that interview this Tuesday, so make sure you tune in and check that out. The Midweek Elite Force Podcast with Chuck W. is back. Welcome back, Chuck. We're glad to have you. Check out that archive. Um, the Weekend Elite Force Podcast with someone we just spoke to mind wipe and of course walkie uh make sure you listen to that walkie has just recently did a power rangers version of the elite force podcast i listened to it it was really interesting of course my co-host the whole indie show the archive is usually available every week on fridays make sure you download it make sure you listen to it these guys will give you Everything you want about independent wrestling. Running the ropes midweek, usually Wednesdays live at, uh, is it Wednesdays? It's Wednesdays. I can't remember what the time is. I remember the time, 2 p.m. Make some random time, I guess. I don't know. You know, make sure you check that out. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm just not... uh, There's so many goddamn shows. Beyond the Bell, that freaking archive every week. Check that out with Sean Beckerman. Check out his segment on Unplugged uh, this week in wrestling history. Every week, great job by Sean. Get in the zone. Uh, The stream is fixed, so this Friday I'll be back with all the fallout from Bound for Glory. 
and uh, SmackDown coverage as well. And if I missed anyone, I'm sorry. Oh, I did miss someone. Someone on this network has a new show. Ashley, pimp it out. Yes. The official announcement is tucked right away at the end of uh, pay-per-view or pay-per-view coverage that hopefully everybody will listen to, even if they didn't enjoy the actual product itself. I don't care. Uh, The official debut coming, I believe, tomorrow, Mondays. I think that's when it will be roughly set of SNS Sticks and Flicks, hosted by me and... You know, I might get people in from week to week just to uh, help me go through some of the big news stories in video games and movies, entertainment, and anything else that I want to bring into uh, conversation when it's obviously the time is right. You know, I'm not just going to randomly bring up uh, the 2022 World Cup in soccer just randomly. Oh, wait, I just did. Sure you are. Um, there is one other show that you missed, Bronx. Yes. The one that we're on? Oh, yeah. Next week? Next week, Sunday Night Showdown. We'll be here covering Hell in a Cell. So, there you go. Two weeks in a row on Sundays. Thank you, Ashley, for making me sound like a fucking idiot. I appreciate it. (laughs) But we will be back next weekend to cover Hell in a Cell. We'll see... Finally, who's going to be the WWE champion? Because the title has been in abeyance for quite some time. And uh, also, John Cena's back. Yay. That abeyance guy's had the belt for quite a while. Yeah, I know, right? Imagine him bringing in a big motherfucker called abeyance with the title. (laughs) No. I could do it. I mean, don't forget. I mean, don't, don't forget they brought in God for a pay-per-view. Remember that? Oh, that's true. That's he's true. Had lo- he's had a longer title reign than Rey Mysterio and Daniel Bryan put together. Oh. And Andre the Giant and Kane. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully no one breaks a finger like Sin Cara. I don't know what the fuck. I saw this meme on Facebook that somebody had put the other day. I got to bring it up because it was fucking hilarious. It was... A picture of Sin Cara in a full body cast, and it says, still recovering from his thumb injury. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was pretty funny. That was but awesome. Before we leave, I have to plug Twitter. Uh, follow this network at SNS Radio Network. Yes. Follow at SNS Get in the Zone. Follow at SNS Unplugged. Follow at Bronx Father. Follow at SNS underscore JJSexA1. And you guys, I can't remember your hashtag, so if you want to pimp them out, do it now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do the rest. Uh, follow our show, The Whole Indie Show, on Twitter at TWIS underscore podcast. You can follow Ashley at Ash is my name, UK. All one word. You can follow myself at Sandro T-W-I-S. That's S-A-N-D-R-O-T-W-I-S. Yeah, yeah. Farley Farley just cottoned on to the fact that we made Bronx do the Twitter handles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens in the three and a half hour plus show. So, 
I forget some handles. Not love handles, just handles. As we get back to Lady Tappa. Has he wanted, has he wanted to derail the show for a full La- time? Lady Tampon. That was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's up Lady, with him. Lady Tampon. Easy to insert into a storyline. Oh, and with that said, <laughs> we're going to end Sunday Night Showdown. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, this song that I have, I had prepped in anticipation anticipation of something that didn't exactly work out but i still think it it applies some voodoo magic tonight by tna they surprised us we've got aj styles on not under contract winning the title possibly going to the indie scene so thanks everyone for listening this has been sunday night showdown's coverage of bound for glory 2013 right here on the SNS Radio Network. I'm not the one who's so far away when I feel the snake bite enter my veins. Never did I wanna be here again, and I don't remember why I came.